Hello, it is Thursday, February 25th. Good show today. Hey, good show today. I think you're going to enjoy it. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. If you like it, please be a friend, tell a friend. Let's continue to grow this thing. If not, just act like it never, ever happened. Let's get to it. I literally just got done with a uh, ad week thing. Whoa. Whoa. Keynote speaker. I was sitting right here. No, no, no. Actually, I was introduced as, let's take a break from the intelligence. <laughs> that is how it was. Good leading. It was. Let's get to some entertainment. I think I brought some, I think I brought some, uh, a little bit of knowledge though, you know, in, in creating an engaged fan base mm. is what I was asked to speak about. It was a blast. Last time I was very thankful to Adweek, by the way. Thank you. I have no idea how that's going to pan out. I had a blast. I was talking to people that I don't normally ever or have potentially never, ever spoken to. I assume there's a lot of suits, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, potential. Jake, you turn this up over here real quick. Uh, a lot of potential, um, I would assume. Given the old white guys. Yeah, I would assume yeah. there's a lot of that was in there. You know what I mean? There was a lot going on, but I'm very thankful for the opportunity to do that. And I'm very thankful for all of you that are watching and listening wherever the hell you may be. We've got a great show for you today. Russell Wilson's team is now putting out desired team locations if he was to be traded. He said, hey, listen, there's a couple places you can go. Jets, Saints, Dolphins, Raiders. These are just off the top of our head. Some other places as well. This is just like the Deshaun Watson camp that's putting out desired destinations. The Dolphins team, uh, the Dolphins camp has to be pumped that both Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson are saying hey we'll go down to the 305 MIAO we will go see Rick Ross sling some things down there if we have to the interesting part about all of this with Deshaun Watson the Houston Texans Diana Rossini reported this morning are not answering phone calls don't want to hear it Deshaun Watson just put out a tweet that said loyalty is everything okay so I wonder who he's talking about probably Cal McNair with Russell Wilson though we have been told now that three first is a starting asking price now is that from the Seahawks is that from Russell's team that's trying to put the narrative out there that, yeah, the Seahawks are on board with this? What is it? Now there's reports coming out that Russell Wilson stormed out of a meeting Whoa. with coaches this past season? Not Russ. Not Russ. I will stop saying go Hawks. What? I will. Are you serious, Russ? He did not, actually. We said that he did. That was actually debunked by a Seahawks fan who said, we are the worst show going because of the way we speak about the Seahawks. But what I'm telling you, Russell Wilson's team, Team 3, chef, landscaper, body guru, Mm -hmm. PR person, agent person, marketing person, I'd assume Sierra's part of Team 3. Music video coordinator. Music video Halloween costume coordinator. Team 3 now is getting very loud about, hey, we don't want this to happen. And I guess the signs, just like Tommy fucking Foxborough with New England, behind the scenes, it seems like the signs are now being released. After the Super Bowl, we saw Russell Wilson down at the Super Bowl alongside Roger Goodell. He uh, watched the game. He saw what was happening on the field. Gives a call to his quarterback coach and then uh to also the seahawks personnel and says hey i want to talk about what we're going to do with this offensive line i want to i want to i just saw what the bucks and the chiefs got going on uh patrick Mahomes running for his goddamn life look a lot like what i was doing people are saying well the chiefs 
Uh, we'll never be able to win without that offensive line, and I'm asked every single year basically to do it. Uh, I assume Russell had some questions. It is alleged that the Seahawks did not give him the answer that he either wanted, expected, or thought he deserved. So it feels like behind the scenes in Seattle, there's been some tension a-brewing from one of the greatest football players to ever play football in the franchise that drafted him late and then watched him grow into one of the greatest football players of all time. This is eerily similar to Tom Brady's situation in New England. We all know that Tom ended up being a free agent. The free agent frenzy happened. If they're asking for three number ones, let's assume a lot of teams are going to be interested in Russell Wilson. And if Russell Wilson goes to your team, just like the Seattle Seahawks have been, you're immediately in contention no matter what the roster looks like. Now, DK Metcalf, absolute stud. Uh, Ty? Lockett. Lockett, absolute stud. I'm not saying that you can just put him on a trash team and they're going to be good. They have good players over there. But if you put him on a team that's ready to go, maybe the Dolphins. Maybe he gets over there. uh, to The the Jets is an interesting one because that would just strictly be because you're in New York, I guess. I don't know. Dallas Cowboys are potentially in contention now because Sierra's from Texas and Jerry Jones might not be sold on uh, Dak Prescott yet because they are nowhere near a long-term deal after, what, three years now I'm negotiating. Last year, the big deal was, well, it's four versus five years. Now we're one more year into this thing. They're nowhere close on a long-term deal. Does that mean Jerry Jones just doesn't like Dak Prescott? You have to ask that question at this point. But what if Russell Wilson is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? Mm -hmm. Is Mike McCarthy going to ruin that? Mm, I don't know. You got Sledgehammer going to hit that watermelon, going to go do his thing. If he's quarterback for the Dolphins, are the Dolphins in contention? I think so. What if the Colts say, hey, Seattle, how about Carson Wentz and two ones? The Colts probably win the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. (laughs) Still might with Wentz. Huh? They still might with Wentz. At Tone Diggs is here. Boston <laughs> Connors here. Gumpy is here. Ty's still out. At Viva Lazito sitting down on the couch. Zito was the one that, by the way, uh, I was asked yesterday on a FanDuel podcast uh, if if I had to take one person to a deserted island alongside of me of the boys, who would I take? I canceled out everybody in a thoughtful manner. Uh-huh. Diggs is very similar to me now at this point. We'd be looking for somebody else to do the fishing, the hunting, we're hanging out. Mm-hmm. Connor, yeah. Can't do it. Gumpy. Now, there are some things about Gumpy. He knows grit, right? He's been in the bottom of ships painting them 2, 3, 4, 5 a.m. in Canada. The most recent. A lot of the boys live in a posh life now. So if you are deserted, maybe the guy who was deserted in a boat for a long time is the guy to take. Weren't the choice, though. Jason McAfee and I, we would be able to survive. Yeah. Okay. That would have been a little bit of boring. Foxy, no way. (laughs) Nick, no way. How about Chase Tapping, though? Keep that out of the island. (laughs) The answer was Zito, strictly because Zito can do everything. Zito had to basically, in this ad week thing I had to do, he had to build a background for me to be in. He had to do the connection, the microphone. Zito is a one-stop shop for everything. And right now, do we have a poll for the people to listen to? We do, yeah. Uh, Is Russell Wilson going to be traded? Yes, 31%. No, 69%. See, this is the Mm. thought that I have as well. Why would you trade? Listen, Deshaun Watson just followed me on Twitter, okay? So, whoa, hey. whoa. Shout out to Sean. Shout out to Sean. Shout, Shout out to Sean. Shout out. Deshaun Watson, incredible football player. Hell yeah. In 2020, 2021, I'd assume 2022, 2023, 2024, what? 2025. What? All these years going forward for the foreseeable future in the NFL. Yes. 
you need a guy. Okay? If you want to win a Super Bowl, you need a guy. If you're a team that has a guy and you're being forced almost to trade that person, it's going to be really hard to be like, yeah, we'll be able to find another guy because there's not a lot of guys on planet Earth. I don't, I don't, Trevor Lawrence might be a guy. Hey, he might be a guy, not her. Hopefully he's a guy. That'll be fun. Mac Jones, allegedly, might be a guy. Zach Wilson might be a guy. Okay, there's Justin Herbert is showing signs mm-hmm. he's going to be a guy. Joey Burrow showing signs he's going to be a guy. But guess what? Only one or two of that, that whole crew I just said, going to be guys. That's just the way it goes. This is the elite of the elite. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, their play on the field has showcased that they are one of those guys. If you're a team, you, what are you going to do? You're just going to be like, yeah, we're going to go back Baltimore Ravens style, get Trent Dilfer, win this thing with defense. That ain't going to work anymore. You need a guy. You got to know you're going to have a guy. Seattle and Houston are sitting in a prime position. Maybe Seattle much more open to trading Russell with the rumors of what's going on behind the scenes, face-to-face, storming out of meetings, not being happy about shit, calling him from Roger Goodell's suite at the Super Bowl. I want answers on the offensive line. Well, I I don't have answers for you right now. (laughs) Russell says, Pete Carroll, I need him now or whatever. I think that's much more likely than Houston Texans moving on from Deshaun. But both of those seem like if you're a team, that is a massive mistake in the football world that we live in right now. For Seattle, it's a isn't it a pretty easy fix to make Russ happy? You know, you, you bend the knee, you let him talk, you take his advice and everything. Obviously, Shoddy's already gone, but just get him a tackle. Like, is it that tough to do? Is it worth trading Russ versus just going out and getting an offensive lineman? No, and everybody's saying, well, they, they'll get three first-rounders. I've told you my thoughts on first-rounders. Mm-hmm. And maybe one day on this show, we should just read off a list of first-rounders. Sure. Just from the last 10 years. We'll just read off a Not right now. We're not going to do this right now. I saw Diggs in the COVID Cowboy uh, hat tilt down to his computer. He (laughs) was about to dive in there. But only the bangers survive, okay? So only the biggest busts are talked about, and only the biggest success stories are talked about. There are a plethora of guys that have had incredible college football careers, so much so that they got drafted in the first round and just completely fizzled up. That happens on a very, very, very regular basis. Now, if you're the Seattle Seahawks, have you drafted well? I guess you you really haven't if that's why you're in the problem with Russell Wilson. You have to bank on your scouting department, your general manager, taking advantage of those three first-round draft picks. The Detroit Lions, everybody said they won the trade. We'll see. Okay, now, I have faith in Motor City Dan Campbell, yeah. okay? I got faith in what they're building up there, especially okay. if that uh, Sheila Ford Hamp or whatever oh, yeah. is in the meetings and everything like that. It's a big deal. She's been around football her whole life, yeah. people forget. Yes. She's been around football her whole life. Cars in football. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me with her? <laughs> but it, if they if they fuck up the, the draft on a regular basis, you can give them 10 number ones, yeah. and that's not going to change anything. It's just... That for me, that whole talk about, well, they got a bunch of first rounders or second rounders is like, that's cool. And now you're just automatically assuming that the motherfucker making the decision for those picks is going to make a good one. Because one Russell Wilson, by the way, uh, is better than two failed ones Mm. in one average one because he's playing at a position that nobody can find at the moment and that was chris ballard's whole point when he was talking about like you guys want me to draft a qb you want me to draft a qb if you go back and look at how many busts there have been at qb i mean goff and wentz were one and two in 2016 and they're already been shipped out of town and by the way chris ballard very transparent Mm Chris and Bow- great at drafting. Chris Bow- and great at drafting, <laughs> yeah. scouting. He has a great department. He's good at uh, salary cap as well. He has a lot. Of, he is Chris Ballard is a G. Yeah. But the thing that I like most about him, he'll sit up there at that press conference, okay, just like this show. Now, we have a list of shit 
Right, we have a list of shit that we should talk about. Uh, Billy Tubes puts his claim in there. Like, if we would talk about some of these things, it would be good for our YouTube numbers, blah, blah, blah. Okay? <laughs> list, list, list. Yeah, so, yeah, we start rating and judging and ranking and everything like that. And Billy, there, there, some of those things are on here. But the notes that are taken, don't, they don't have, that doesn't happen for me. That's not the way I operate. Chris Ballard will go into that press conference. No notes, no nothing, and just sit there for an hour and a half and just completely why I'm thinking what I'm thinking, how I'm thinking what I'm thinking, and that's a beautiful thing. And whenever you got guys like that who are incredible at drafting, successful drafters, built a team through the draft, Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, two all pros, back-to-back picks with each other, his first draft that he had for the Colts. I mean, the guy is incredible at it. Whenever he's even saying, like, Hey, we don't know. Like, it is going to be very hard to know if these dudes, especially in the world that we currently live in, if they're going to be able to transition into great NFL talent. That's why every time somebody says they won the trade, I think anybody with actual football world are just like, yeah, we'll see. We will see if they win the trade. If you're Miami, though, you already have what? You have two in the first round mm-hmm. plus one early second? Very early second round. Hey, take it. <laughs> Take the early one, take the late first one, take the early second one. We got motherfucking Russell Wilson and Aaron Jones is allegedly now in conversation. How, how could you not? Like everyone, I, I love Tua. I'd love to see Tua get a chance. How do you turn down Russell Wilson? Well, you, that's... You can't. It goes exactly to what we were just talking about. Is Tua going to be a guy? Maybe. Maybe. We, we have no idea. Maybe. First year, it's hard to judge a quarterback in their first year. Now, granted, they were judging him pretty hard, taking him out, Ryan Fitzmagic in. There's a couple different situations, but two is going to be able to hopefully grow into a better quarterback, and maybe he'll be a dude, which, by the way, makes it even more likely. Like, hey, Seattle, mm-hmm. we'll give you Tua in our two firsts. Let's go. Are we even have the conversation? You got Russell Wilson on that Miami team? That's going to be a blast. And we know he's not going to be fucking around down Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, team three. He, he is go fins, go church, go ball. Maybe. <laughs> go Halloween. Do we even know who Russell Wilson is anymore? Storming <laughs> out of meetings, wow. demanding trades. Who is this guy? Oh, you're <laughs> saying he's not allowed to be passionate because the guy is a super good guy? Go I, Hawks? Well, I mean, go Hawks. Uh, go Yanks. What is this guy doing? I don't even know who he is. When you get beat up every year with no O-line your whole career, Tony, you kind of hit a point well, where next maybe you're asking I would, for a I, trade from God. I would like to say, I would like to say that Gumpy is now going to bat for yeah, Russ I mean, because there seems to be a chance that Russ will I've be. Two weeks ago, he Russ's back. Find a clip, find a clip of me bashing <laughs> Russ. See if you can find one. I've always been by Russ. Right before we went into um, that ad week. Uh, situation <laughs> the team three release of the news was massive for us. Mm-hmm. so we are gonna squeeze that thing completely dry mm-hmm. is he going to miami potentially is he going to the raiders what's that mean for Derek carr who's potentially restructuring a contract how about marcus mariota marcus mariota backup quarterback for the oakland raiders got ran out of tennessee by the Tannehill. Mm-hmm. he ends up signing an eight million dollar deal backup deal for oakland this upcoming season 10 million dollars with a chance for it to go to 20 if he's a starter uh he had one great half on thursday night football against the los angeles chargers after Derek carr got his groin ripped in half yeah. on a rollout to the right he has all of a sudden had a trade market that went very very high but then once everybody learned about his contract situation which means if you trade for him in his contract and he becomes a starter you're gonna owe him 20 
$20 million. So now everybody's saying the Raiders are probably going to inevitably end up cutting Marcus Mariota. He'll be on the move. Where is he going to end up at? Uh, what about Derek Carr? Is he going to get cut, traded, moved? What's going to happen with him if Russell Wilson ends up at the Raiders? This is a beautiful thing. Shout out to Team 3 for making up bullshit for us to talk about right here on Thursday, February 1st. Shout out Pete Carroll for just wanting to run the ball, except for in the Super Bowl. Except for in that one time. Yeah. Except for in that one, <laughs> one time. Pretty big moment that ended with Tom Brady screaming at the highest pitch I think I've ever heard a human scream with the interception from Malcolm Butler there with Marshawn beast mode Lynch in the backfield. They throw it, obviously, big pick. Now it's come full circle. Pete Carroll saying, hey, we can't win like this. And maybe Pete Carroll's telling Russell and Team 3, like, hey, we're going to run the ball so that our offensive line has a little bit better chance. We're going to run the ball so you're not just dropping back getting killed all the time. So do I have the answer for the O-line right now? No, but I am telling you, we just fired a motherfucker because he had you sitting back there getting killed too much. I'm trying my best. I assume that's what Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks are telling Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson's like, hey, that weather is nice down there in Miami, Las Vegas. Did you see Circa? That place looks <laughs> The Saints? John Payton down there in the bayou. Him and Kamara, they get cooking, man. Michael Thomas, too. So, Drew would never let him go to the Saints. Drew Brees would play till he's 50. Yeah, yep. Drew would come back. Which he still might. Is Drew Brees at this point, though, when he looks in the mirror, that he's staring at a Texan boilermaker, Super Bowl champion, that's holding an entire organization back. Does he know that? Uh, I don't think so. Russ is selling, they're saying go with G E A U X. Oh, yeah. Go, go Saints. Go Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Ed Orger on that? <laughs> Him with Sean Payton would be oh. awesome. Sean Payton, savage, incredible playmaker. Uh, designer, I guess, not playmaker. The playmaker would be Russell, who is a playmaker. But you got Russ, Kamara, Michael Thomas, all the boys down there. Latavius Murray, I believe, had a hell of a year. Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. And then the only thing you got to worry about, though, is you just jumped right into a division with Uncle Tom in there, Uncle Tom Brady, who's the greatest of all fucking time. And that team's only going to continue to cook. Maybe that's why he wants to go to the Jets. You know, maybe he's like, well, the Bills are building for sure, but I'm in New York. We got 45 draft picks. Bob Sala, how you doing? Keep it moving. And the Miami Dolphins don't even have a quarterback yet. If they're even thinking about trading for me or Deshaun, maybe I'll do that. What's that, Fox? And he can play shortstop for the Yankees in the offseason. Oh, oh shit. Haas. One Haas. Wow. Two sports. That's perfect. Legend. Ty Schmidt sitting at home right now. A little he's, off week for oh, him or whatever. White knuckling. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Sit him to fucking Miami. He's going to be starting for the New York Yankees. Well, they haven't won a pennant for Maybe he wants to go to Miami because he doesn't want to play actual regular season baseball and he just wants to play spring training with the Yankees down in Florida. Well, the Yankees are actually in Tampa. We get close. And I know, not really, I don't think. I think that is actually a <laughs> For pretty, us, private I jet. Think, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I mean, if we're just going to say private jet distances or whatever. Uh, the only reason why I know where the Yankees are is because of the Rich Rodriguez, West Virginia, South Florida, uh, Yankees not yet thing whenever yep. we went down there and played there and we drove past their, their whole facility or whatever. But yeah, Russell Wilson on a move, wild, okay? Um, hey, did we call Orlovsky? We're trying right now. He didn't answer. No. 
It's nice. 12, 21, man. We had to stretch this Russell Wilson conversation for 20-some minutes at this point. Oh, my. 12, 25, he said. Oh, uh, oh, he's on SportsCenter right now. Nobody's watching, okay? Can somebody tell me what Orslovsky's saying on fucking SportsCenter right now? Sounds unbelievable. Something about probably Dak pooping out of his yeah. mouth. Hey, he said Dak not being good or something. Hey, speaking of Dak Prescott, let's go ahead and transition to Dak Prescott. Because Dak, we're talking about Deshaun. He's, I mean, we're team Deshaun Watson over here. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Love. Love Deshaun Watson. Thank Four. you, Deshaun. But with everything that's being reported about the Houston Texans just saying, nah, 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 when people are calling about Deshaun Watson, that feels like that is not. It feels like this Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans thing is going to be like, uh, what's that game, chicken, where you stand in the road or whatever? Yep. Feels like this is going to be a big game of chicken. It feels like Deshaun Watson also at the point where he's like, I'll stand. I don't care. I have enough money. I can wait a whole year if I have to. Then we got to revisit this one year down there. Russell Wilson, as this news is kind of slowly breaking out mm-hmm. right now, feels like there is maybe a little tension on the backside in the building with like uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick type situation. So maybe he'll move. The Dak Prescott situation is very fascinating. Coming off a gruesome injury, mm-hmm. nasty injury, mm-hmm. terrible, terrible, terrible injury. Hated to see it. Does he have a cramp? They that, blur it out when they show it. Yeah, it can't, yeah it's a blurred out Jeez. as if it's a uh, Asian porn. The, the way they, <laughs> they, they blur that thing out there, right? So he's coming out of that. That team looked terrible without him. Then they got hot at the end, though. They kind of they kind of started playing, not hot, okay, but they started playing In the NFL football mm-hmm. at the end of the season down there. Everybody thought McCarthy, uh, D. Cornair, was D. Cornair's name? That guy stunk. Oh. No one? Mike yeah, Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, Mike Nolan. They, they started figuring it out or whatever, but it was very obvious that Dak Prescott's value went up after he had one of the worst injuries we've ever seen somehow. Now, coming off of that type of injury, you would think with, you know, the past instances, it'd be very difficult to pay somebody a massive four-year, $200 million deal. You know, what five year whatever the deal would be for Dak, especially coming off the injury, because we don't know how he's going to recover. Is he going to be the same guy? Remember Derek Carr, MVP, gets that thing. Still great quarterback, but would anybody say that Derek Carr is a top five quarterback right now? Should they? Maybe. Maybe we should pay attention more. But that injury, he was MVP playing. He was an MVP player. The Raiders were going. He gets his knee twisted, nasty. Still, I just saw it in my head happen because yeah. I was there whenever the whole thing. He comes back, not same player after. That happens. Like, that does happen. Dak Prescott gets hurt after signing the franchise tag, which, by the way, is why everybody hates franchise tag and not a long-term deal because there's a chance you're going to get hurt and all that is he going to come back and be the same player? If he is going to come back and ha- be the same player, is Dallas going to pay him? If Dallas is going to pay him, are they going to be able to put a team around him to do well? All signs are pointing to no, probably. But it, that's an interesting situation that's going to pan out very publicly here over the next couple months. And I guess they're nowhere near a long-term deal. Will another team pay him a long-term deal after that injury and never having him in the building? Dak's in an interesting situation right now. So- They've been working on this deal for two years. Three. Three years. If you think about it, because uh, they were thinking about extending it. Three years, they're not even close. And as I said, like the rumored holdup was between four or five years. Like if you can't figure that out in three years, it's got to be something. Like I think potentially Cowboys don't want Dak to be their future quarterback. It feels. And by the way, that's what we were saying last year, too. It's like, Jerry, your hands don't get cramps, writing checks. Dak is the face of your franchise. We'll get the deal done then. And since he didn't extend them the year before last, 
They're like, well, it's only going to get more expensive because he had his best year yet. Then it comes into this franchise tag season, and they weren't winning games or whatever. But, I mean, it's only going to get more and more expensive. And now the conversation is there's no way Dallas can afford him. Uh, there's no way Dallas is going to be able to afford him. He's not going to be able to be there. It's like, well, that's strictly because the Dallas Cowboys didn't want him to be there, didn't want to afford him. And it's the Dallas Cowboys, so it's always going to be, you know, real housewives-type conversation bullshit. Is Dak on the level of being a dude like we were just talking about, or are we just kind? Of, is he still? Is it still up in the air? We got to remember when he was playing his best football, he looked like one of those guys. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys were allowing fans just to watch their entire practice with notebooks <laughs> and video cameras. True. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things happening in that building that potentially make it very difficult to win. And even though Dak was having a lot of success, I think a lot of people, including Jerry Jones, say, hey, I just want to see him win a game or whatever. It's like, well, maybe it's the building. Maybe it's the organization. Maybe it's the way things are handled why they're not winning games as opposed to just Dak Prescott. Maybe it'll be nice to see Dak somewhere else. I don't think Cowboys fans want to see Dak anywhere else. And I assume that's why Jerry is still like, oh, we're working. Hey, we off. He's going to talk about a contract. You're going to see leaked numbers about a contract that has been offered to Dak to make it appear from the Dallas Cowboys organization that they have, you know, tried their absolute best to get Dak to sign long term with the Dallas Cowboys. And that is strictly PR wise. Know that whenever we see that number eventually get leaked, because Dak Prescott. Coming off of that injury, he is also in a position of leverage, I think. He's in a very good uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. Now with everybody else, not 100% sure. With the the Miami Dolphins, if Dak Prescott goes into free agency, maybe the Denver Broncos, right? They've been on the quarterback hunt for a long time. With those teams, and this is a real question, and I don't think you guys have the answer, and I don't think anybody's like, you know what, I want to hear what these guys have to think about this. (laughs) But do you think Miami Dolphins give Dak four-year big deal coming off of that injury, never meeting him before, never having him in your building, that'd be interesting. You think Denver Broncos would? That'd be interesting to see. Injuries are not a cool thing, especially that type of thing, and if you've never seen the guy before. Well, if, you see, uh, if you're Dak, too, and you constantly see Jerry give these guys one-year deals on flyers, guys that hadn't p- played in, like, a couple years, like, just paid the guy you drafted if you're Dak. Well, the thing, Dak... They paid everybody five five year deals, biggest deals, and uh, everywhere, and it was everybody around him. Yep. And he was the one at training camp, right? Zeke wasn't even at training camp; he was down there in Cabo. He gets paid big. He's standing right there behind Dak. He and Dak are boys. Dak didn't hold out. Dak played. Dak did everything because he said, "Hey, I'm the face of the Dallas Cowboys." Uh, now he's coming off a gruesome injury. Uh, off a franchise tag with a quarterback market that has a lot of quarterbacks potentially in it. I'm intrigued to see how that works out. Joining us now is a man who said Dak Prescott was a bad quarterback. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Orlovsky. Never said that. I never Never said said that. Dan, you said (laughs) that this morning. Prove it. Prove that I said he's a bad quarterback. I think we actually do have the clip. I, I mean, I don't know if we've clipped you. It, I think it was actually you utilizing the word dope in an incredibly creative fashion with you running out of the back of the end zone and then following up with the next week being on a three-yard line, same type of situation, rather Cutty. dope. You throw a 97-yard touchdown to Calvin. Never gets talked about, Dan. Never gets nope. talked about. Didn't even have the film of it today, conveniently. Very convenient. It's almost like they're setting you up to fail over there. But let's talk about setting you up to fail. You said Dak Prescott stinks this morning on GetUp. <laughs> Why did you say that? My big thing, Dan, with Dak Prescott is he played his best football he has ever played 
they did not win, okay? They were not a winning team. They did not get into the playoffs. Now, is that yeah. Dak's fault? Is that the organization's fault? He's coming off a gruesome injury, yeah. one that they had to blur out. That whole situation with Dak moving forward is one that I don't see. I don't have any clue how it's going to work out. Yeah, uh, listen, I think Dak's a good player. Never said he stunk, just for clarification purposes. Mm. Um, let, let me, let me, this is what people who, because the Cowboys have such a big fan base and Dak's a good player that people lose sight of. So I'm, my job is to keep it real. You said he played his best football in 2019. They didn't make the playoffs. He also led the NFL in touchdown passes when they were down by more, multiple uh, touchdowns, multiple scores, excuse me. Okay, so played his football is, is very much so with an asterisk uh last year when everyone's like man he led the nfl in passing all right so they were really bad in the five starts that he played in in the first half of those five starts he has four touchdowns and four turnovers so they were really bad in part because he did not play great in the first half of those football games and then the second half he threw for a thousand yards in five games when they were down multiple scores that's why he led the NFL in passing for a chunk of time. So, so you said yes, he played good, his best football. But since 2017, the four years, and I know this was an abbreviated year because of injury. Since 2017, they're 29 and 25 with him as the starting quarterback. Quarterback wins aren't just stat for telling you how good they are, but that's just good. Like that's got to tie into it at some point. It's just good football. They averaged in that four-year span 23 points a game with him starting. That's about average in the NFL. So, like, he's a good quarterback. But you can't play, pay good quarterbacks, great quarterback money and expect you to be a really good football team. It doesn't work like that. Happened to a couple of your friends, Goff, Wentz, things like that. I do believe that's potentially what's scaring the hell out of Jerry Jones. We've talked about that uh, this year. Is like, hey, if you pay a guy, you got to know that you're going to potentially be able to go win with him. That team completely Dude, crumbled. Look at Seattle. Look at Seattle right now. Well, that's what I was going to hold on. That's why. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I was going to pivot to Seattle with that. If you're if you're the Dallas Cowboys and you don't believe in Dak, do you think another team believes in Dak coming off of that injury with the way that? Do you think he'll get the deal that he's looking for somewhere else? Because if you've never had him in your building, right? Which everybody says incredible leadership. Uh, he's what you want in a guy. He's everything. But if you're like the Dolphins or the Broncos or a team that's potentially in the market for a quarterback, is that going to be a guy you're going to pay long term? Especially coming off of that injury, I just don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. I think teams would. I think the Cowboys want to pay him long term. I think the Cowboys want to pay him at a certain number. They just don't want to allocate 20% of their cap to him over five years or four years. Like, that's hard to, it's really hard to do that when you don't have a freakazoid at quarterback and still win football games as an organization. I think teams would, abs I don't think they would do it this year, Pat, because the Cowboys, to go get Dak from the Cowboys this year, you'd have to offer up multiple first round picks and shell out a huge chunk of cash. Like, that's going to be, I don't, I don't think Miami... Dak's about to be a free that. agent. I don't think the Jets would do that. Dak's about to be a free agent after his franchise tag runs up. But let's talk about guys that aren't free agents. Let's talk about Deshaun, and let's talk about Russell. Whenever you talk about a freakazoid at quarterback, I was just, I was talking about this uh, when you were supposed to come on, and then uh, you had to do your real job, so you came on a little bit later. And I was going to pivot right into you because you have great, uh, you know, a great mind about this type of thing. 
2021 NFL season, 2022, 2023, 24, 25. Go ahead and just do it for the next 20, 25 years, probably with the way the game's going. You got to have a dude at quarterback. If you're Seattle yep. and if you're Houston, you got a dude at quarterback, but they're not happy with being there. The Seattle Seahawks, it seems like we got a Tommy fucking Foxborough situation potentially brewing with Russell storming out yeah. of meetings with Pete and them, but there's no way Houston moves on from Deshaun, right? I want it for Deshaun because I'm on team Deshaun, but they're not even answering phone calls seattle said it's going to take three ones if you're either of those franchises what would would you move on knowing that those three ones might never ever come back with a return of another quarterback it could be a dude because there's only a few of those out there and deshaun and russell are those guys i don't think houston's going to have a, ch- a choice i think houston is going to have to move deshaun watson we hope so by the way i've spoken about this like i what has been communicated in the media about what has gone on down there does not paint the whole picture of how bad it is. And I think that Houston, it, it depends on That's how ugly they want to get. <laughs> like, it, it, how ugly they, do they want to get? Because if they play hardball, I think Deshaun Watson and his camp will play hardball. And I, I, that's what I believe. David Mogetta is a very good and powerful agent. Let's and, go. Um, how ugly go are they willing to make it if, if they're saying, we don't want to move them? I also think they need to be really smart because I get your point. You can't you, – you don't know if you're going to get a superstar quarterback. I will say this. This year, there's two teams that play in the same division that have multiple first-round picks. They don't have that next year. At some point, you got to sit back and be honest about the situation if you're Houston and go, okay, he ain't going to play for us. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't like our owner. Um, we need to pit those two teams against each other and get as much as we can. You know, I don't think Seattle's going to move on from Russell. No, mm-hmm. I think Russell can start to make things very uncomfortable for them for the future. But I don't think Russell will move on out of Seattle anytime soon. No. Did you read that article? You're on TV crushing it, by the way. You always do great. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Job, there's an article that's come out about like. He stormed out of a meeting after some game, and then he called uh, the Seattle Seahawks after sitting in Roger Goodell's suite while watching the Bucks Chiefs, and they didn't give him his answer. That's why uh, this this Team 3 messaging started coming out about him wanting to move on. It seems like... Now, Russell Wilson has not said any of this. It's his team around him, right, which is a creative way to protect Russell Wilson's image so that we don't have the COVID cowboy take of, who is this guy? We don't even know who this guy is anymore. So you don't think... You you think that Deshaun Watson uh, will be able to play hardball more than Russell Wilson would be able to up there in Seattle if Russell really wanted? Because it sounds like from these stories getting leaked out, by the way, it sounds like there's a reason these stories are being leaked right now, and it feels like that's for PR purposes for Russell to potentially take a stand. You you think more Deshaun because they're going to be forced to, basically, less Russell because they won't have the same type of situation? Yeah, and I think Russell's... Um, unpleasantry comes from football. It's it's all about football and the way oh. the team is being built and whatnot. I think Deshaun's is off the field, and um, Deshaun is a human being, as a person, as a guy. You know, and I, I think that's why Deshaun will kind of put his foot in the ground and not move off of his demands or his desires more than Russell. I think that once you disagree about football with your coach, your organization. You know, I, I do think that um, cool heads can sit down and talk and figure out what the end result that both parties want could be. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen in Houston. That's all. Uh, I, I would say this. I, I think that. Oh, no, no. Oh, what is he? Quarterback and really good players are. 
Brown. And I don't know if they feel that they can go on that run again. Your service is so bad. I mean, it's just you and AJ Hawk trying to just tank the show all the time. The two guys that played for so long, made so much money. Somehow, every time the service just tries to. Town, it's my town, dude. My town will not allow cell phone cell phone towers. Man, that's that problem when you live up in that, you know. Oh, you know yeah, 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 you gotta live. Mm-hmm. Classic. You, you live where we live. Like, hey, they're like, put that five G up. <laughs> put that. You know what I mean? Me you know what I mean? Hey, where we live. Um, when you went home, uh, Sunday morning. How did you get home? It was Monday morning, and it was yeah. right before my show. And the reason why I was yeah. able to do that is because. There was a plane, more yeah. specifically, a Citation X that was available down there that had two pilots and could get to Indianapolis. Yeah, I, I sat in row 23B, okay? Well, that's because you choose to live in a place where they don't love cell phone towers <laughs> and you have seven kids and you got no extra money. That's, that's on you. Yeah, your kids are awesome. I was telling the boys about the trip. Your kids are the absolute best. Now, I assume it is just hell being raised all the time. But getting a chance yeah. to see your kids operate down there was fantastic. Your family's a cool family. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. It was great to finally meet Sammy, who um, obviously is is one of a kind, an angel. It was so great to run into you, although you big-timed me on that workout. I thought we were going to go kind of get you, a little Baywatch on. You did um, not think that. <laughs> you never thought that. I didn't. I, yeah, I, I thought there was absolutely zero chance that you would go workout. By the way, zero. And by, I went up onto my patio, you know, my adult section, grabbed my yeah, vitamins. You called me. You called me from the adult only section while I was down with my kids, going, "Where are you?" And I'm in there waving, and I'm like, "Oh, you're where all the rich, rich people of the resort are staying." Okay. Um, but true, true story. I true do story. Well. My I... kids, who I don't even know how they know who Pat McAfee is, other than our interactions and the stuff you said. My kids were like, "Can you get us a picture with Pat McAfee?" And I'm looking at him like. Fellas, am I nothing? Do I just pay bills? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm happy I big time them. Keep them humble. They live in a town with no cell phone towers. That's something that uh, maybe old Uncle Pat will have to do throughout their entire life. You know, keep a little grit in those kids. Uh, but while you said you were going to go on a run, uh, my lady and I, we grabbed the best vitamins we could find, yep. went out to the patio, and we tried to find you. Yeah, you did all your running the day before on the beach, but that morning you did not run. You lied. You uh, you did it for clout. Nope. You were not oh. running on the beach at all. Wow. Wow. I did I did a T20 workout in my room with my wife. Thank you much. All right, Pat, I don't, I don't, I don't let a day go by, bud. I don't let a day go by. Beach season waits for nobody. <laughs> you do look fantastic. You got to go do Sports Center. I appreciate you, Dan. I love that man, Dan. I his kids are awesome. But Uncle Pat is going to have to probably humble them a little bit, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. No cell phone tires allowed in yeah. uh, the the town, yeah. the gated which, community. Hey, which might be a good thing they don't have cell phones. Oh, you're right. If they so. do, though, because they watch our show. Yeah. Shout out to Orlovsky's kid. Shout out. Shout out. Triple Pat here. You can, go, you can call me for anything you don't want to talk to Dan about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, don't call me now. You're too young. I hate you. But whenever you get older, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'll have time. When you can buy lottery tickets. 25, 30 years old. Yeah, when you get 30, 35, <laughs> give me a call. There it is. Hell oh, yeah. I talked to Phil's uh, eldest daughter yesterday, Bella. How'd that go? 
pretty good. I feel like I am a pretty good little uncle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty good. She was going in to get extra work in, by the way. Push sleds and, like, get a workout in for soccer. Jeez. Oh, oh, yeah. I was like, what are we doing? We're going to waste our time in there? She's like, uh, no. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, Bella. Like, fucking go in there and get better, huh? Let's go ahead and go for it. All this you time. Know, you got it. She's laughing or whatever. And back. And I'm like, Phil, tell her I'm being serious. Like, what's, are we trying to make it or are we not? You know, it feels like yeah, yeah. relaxed. You don't work out. You don't eat. Okay? Hey, you don't eat. You don't live. Correct. You don't live. Guess what? Dead. Don't need you to be dead, Bella. Need you to push the goddamn sled. <laughs> All this time, we thought little Phil was going to be playing for the Penguins, but really, Phil's daughter's going to be playing for the U.S. Women's she Soccer Team. Cup. She I, believes Cup. Hey, by the way, shout out to the United States. Shout out to the United States. Six zip over Argentina in the uh, in the championship. <laughs> oh, Take that, Messi. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Argentinians, how you play a little soccer? So do we. <laughs> Brazil uh, beat the dog shit out of Canada in the uh, third Man, place two match. Nothing. Two-nothing. Could have been more, though. Brazil was holding back. Oh, you didn't catch the second half. Canada came on strong. Buzzing. I thought Girls were buzzing. They scored zero. Not strong enough. So they did not come on that Well, the keeper for Brazil was unbelievable. It was interesting. I couldn't bet on that. Huh. Hmm. A fan duel. What's going on with that? Which camera? <laughs> that one. I switched on you. What's going on with that, Jordan? Going on there. Huh. huh? We had a pretty good, we had a pretty good tell that the United States women's team was going to beat yeah. the dog shit out of Argentina. Yeah. Had a little inside. By the way, she believes Cup champions United States. Two years in a row. How you doing? Two years, just like World Wars, back to back. How you yeah. doing, baby? And we had a little bit of a tell that we were going to go and go and win. Couldn't find it to bet on it. Guess it wasn't regulated. What's that all about? Come on. Uh, the sport. Forty-two minutes into this show, we answer some phone calls on the other side. One eight 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 Mad Dog. Six. <laughs> Big thanks to Orlovsky Fitness in between two sports center hits. Probably a lot of conversation about Russell, Deshaun, oh, yeah. Dak, everything like that. And he'll go out there, by the way. He, it's good that he doesn't have phone service because he will throw himself right into a firestorm. And the Dak Prescott Dallas Cowboy thing this morning when he said that Dak stunk at football. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And are these receipts for him saying that I said Carson Wentz stunk. You remember when he did that on ESPN? It's oh, real. Yeah. Which, you never Which I never said. Never. So maybe this is a little bit of a receipt for old suit and tie Dan. Yeah, get the trash can out, huh? Oh, Dan, you remember, remember when that? you said huh. Dak Prescott stinks? Scum. In the trash you go, Dan. He just wants to be first at Darnold being better than everybody else. Huh. It was fascinating to me, him talking about, now granted, Darnold still in a rookie contract, I think, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Still in, One so, last year. So we can't judge... You know, because that's how we judge every quarterback. It's like, how much do they cost? Because what he is saying about Dak Prescott, if you don't believe, I'm not saying this is my take, but if you don't believe he can win a Super Bowl on his back, basically, which is what has to happen with these massive quarterback contracts, you can't, you can't give him that contract. Now, if you think your team is potentially, you know, a shitbag operation needs Dak right, you got to pay the guy. Oh, yeah. But if you don't have a quarterback, you're, is Andy Dalton going to be the quarterback of the Cowboys next year then? Is that what you're going to do? I don't know. Magic. Jameis. 188. Oh, Jameis or Cam next year? Jameis. Jameis. Unless it's the Patriots, then Cam. Still Jameis. There you go. Is wow. that because you're a Dolphins fan? No, because he's been in the system. Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, try to last a little bit longer yeah. when making love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about your baseball team. That's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Should. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. Not if it's going to work. Uh-uh. Okay? 
you're before the time you get to the the shortstop it's already happened yeah, all right that's right what you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there and our friends at roman created just that with roman swipes roman swipes are a swipe that comes in a discreet unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket small enough to fit in your wallet then right before it's time to make some love right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate mm-hmm. maybe whenever it's time to go and put on a show uh you go ahead and go ahead and rub the swipe on uh it'll it'll dry it'll not transfer to your partner at all Ooh. and then you just have time of your life yeah GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. Jesus. That's GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. No mm-hmm. spaces. Uh, and you can get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. All right. Shout out to Roman. Shout out to you. Shout out to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. A couple things are coming out. Zach Stevens, who I'm not 100% sure who he is, he just tweeted out that the Broncos have nearly $45 million in cap space oh, next season. Oh, Look for them to be active not only in the free agent market because they're, I mean, they're getting rid of Von Miller, right? Mm. Right. So they're getting rid of Von, like, yeah. uh, Drew Locke. Allegedly, Denver had a trade for a quarterback damn near done, and something happened. Michael Lombardi told us that of the GM Shuffle Pod, also Hammered Down host. Uh, he said that there was a deal already done, and somehow one of the teams backed out. I don't know if it would have been Denver or another team, but I guess Drew Locke is now not going to be the guy allegedly now will they be able to sign a free agent quarterback will they be able to trade for somebody maybe they're allegedly in the sweepstakes for everybody in the market just like the patriots by the way Mm -hmm. have had a meeting about everybody that's been in the quarterback market is russell wilson adding to that market with uh, another day passing with team three putting out a message about here's where we will think or consider going it's all very interesting in the nfl it is a 24 7 365 league which makes our jobs a lot easier speaking of our jobs being a lot easier if the person i just texted would answer <laughs> Come on. my text message it would make my job our Come job on. and the world's job a lot easier wouldn't it simple question oh, yeah. literally right before we go on the air i say i'd like to talk about jj watt right now wouldn't i yeah, yeah. i'd like to be able to talk about the alleged 14 to 15 million dollar offer that has already come in because i would have never expected um a release of information like that because that's coming from jj's people right so diana rossini who's by the way right now she has been yeah. crushing diana rossini has absolutely you, been diana. crushing right now uh thank you diana obviously uh she said jj watt has received several offers from teams okay so let's assume that's from jj's people mm-hmm. uh the best offer he has received right now is between 15 to 16 million per year Per sources. Okay. okay. So 15 to 16 mil would put him, what, 10 you said overall on DX? It was like seven or eight. Yeah, top 10 in, in the whole thing. So J.J. Watt, by the way, still demanding a high cash amount. Now, if he didn't already just say yes to that, that means he is potentially still seeking his best option. Is he want to play somewhere on a cheaper salary so he could potentially be in a better position to win a ring? Is he going to go do that? Will he take a 15 to $16 million offer somewhere and say, hey, I could still probably make 45 to $50 million in my career here. Maybe I should maybe I should think about another $50 million potentially. I mean, that is a tough balance, but I thought he got out of Houston to get to a place where he could win. Is the $15, $16 million coming from a team that could could go on a run? I'd assume no. 
I might be wrong, but I'd assume it's not a team that's already put together and ready to go. Maybe it's a team that's building that has some space. Maybe it is Denver out with Vaughn in with J.J. Watt or something like that. But if you're talking about, uh, you know, Bucks, if you're talking about Chiefs, if you're talking about him potentially going ring chasing to any other place, it seems maybe the Steelers even, it seems like those teams will not Buffalo. I don't think they'll be offering 15 to 16. Maybe they will. I'm not 100 sure. But it just feels like that's an offer from a team that we are not considering. And is J.J. potentially considering that, realizing now that he potentially has another $50 million to be made in his career if he wanted to after just getting cut from the Houston Texans? This is a wild time for J.J. And I asked, is any of this shit real? Hmm. So I, I, I sent him a text. Simple. Simple. I don't need what? I just need a yes or a no. Is this all bullshit or not? He's probably working out if I had to guess right now. Yeah. Well, could it be a team, too, like Miami or Seattle, who's kind of just figuring out, you know, who's going to play quarterback for them next year? And so he's just waiting to see where those chips fall, too. Yeah, I would assume that he would like to get a better picture, a full picture on things whenever he starts making his decisions on where he's going to head to. The Miami Dolphins, if they make a play for Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It's in Miami. There's no state tax. No, no. Everybody talked about Tampa, no state tax. That team, by the way, uh, defense. Good to go. Hey, they hunt out there. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be able to come in. And by the way, if J.J. doesn't have a superhero-like year, still going to be a great asset to a defense that is already playing great ball right now. B. Flo is a guy that everybody says that all players love all the time. Uh, That is a potential. And if they have Russell Wilson at quarterback, you automatically think to yourself, are the Dolphins about to go on a little bit of... Now, it's going to be tough in the AFC, especially with Carson Wentz coming over here Absolutely. with uh, the Indianapolis Colts and all that. But that's a team that automatically quickly becomes a ring-chasing opportunity as well. Young team, too, though. And then you get Kyle Van Noy and J.J. Watt, two leaders on the defense, along with Xavier Howard, who was unbelievable this year. I mean, Think that defense Don- is stacked. Hey, down in Miami... JJ, he could throw the shit out of those balls to the fans, yeah. you know, because it's humid. It's always hot. A little nice bit. Houston, Houston also, though. Houston also pretty thick down there. True. I think no matter what, the Dolphins are in a good spot, though. Like, you get, you think about it. Well, not. I, th- I, think, I think even if you stick with Tua for a year, use these draft picks to get some weapons, find out what he is for a year. I don't think you're in a bad position any way you go. There's no Dolphins fans thinking, I want to win a Super Bowl next year. No. Unless you get Russ. If you get then Russ. Then you're like, let's then, go. Yeah. If you don't get Russ or Deshaun, you think with Tua, like, okay, let's find out this year if Tua is the guy. Is the guy or not. Playing the put some team. Let's put some people around him. Uh, we ran off uh, the, the offensive coordinator who has donated so much of his life to the great sport of football. Mm. Uh, Bubba Gumpino ran him out of town. Let's go ahead and give him another opportunity to see if he's the guy. I guess that's a good mindset, but that's a much different mindset than, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl this yeah. year. And it's a much different world, the highs and lows that you would feel every single week. What's up, Dick? Uh, cap space for teams that we've talked about potentially JJ going to. The Chiefs are minus $18 million in the hole. Packers are minus five. The Steelers are minus five. Uh, let's see here. The Titans are one one million over the cap. The Bills are three million over the cap. What really, about the Browns? Browns are twenty five million over, and the Colts are fifty million over. Over. Under. Under. Sorry, under. Are all those under or over? So the Colts fifty million. Because you just Colts you just said a lot of overs. Colts fifty million under. Who else? The Bucks are twenty five million under the cap. Oh. The Browns are $25 million under the cap. All right. All the other teams, the Chiefs, Steelers. Over. Yeah. Got it. So the Bucks Packers. potentially, but is that where they're going to spend their money? 
Not 100% sure. Now, will they bring back Ndamukong Sue? What will that deal look like with Ndamukong Sue if he wants to continue to play, which he has alluded to? Uh, JPP still down there. What were you going to say, Nick? The Bucks. don't you think they'd probably re-sign Shaq Barrett instead of pulling, coming from the outside, bringing a player in? They'd probably take care of their own guys. Yeah, they um, – the 15 to 16 million. What is the cap space? Where is that Detroit? Whoa. Yeah, not going to a rebuild. So head to Goff and Dan Campbell. That'd be perfect. For no, no. I'm, the 15 to 16 million is not coming to a team, I'd assume, no. coming from a team That's that a is. Detroit's actually you know what I mean? So we're, just, we're operating under mm-hmm. that what jj said i ain't here for a rebuild last year with the texans we're operating under the assumption that that offer is coming from somewhere that is probably going to have to do some things but if you're motor city dan campbell oh you're trying to gnaw kneecaps up oh, there and change the entire thing guy that has a bloody nose all over the oh, place yeah. you know what i mean That's a, is that a guy you go for what up Diggs? shockingly detroit is four million dollars over the cap <laughs> That's because you got golf. Uh, That's because you guys got golf contract. What else do we have? We still got signed Galladay. That's not going to happen. Still playing Ebron. Is Prater a free agent? I don't don't think so. I don't think so. That's the other part of the cap that the shorts use. I would love JJ Watt. The only good one up there at this point. I would love JJ Watt, but uh, the Lions have the worst odds to win the Super Bowl next year, so I just don't see that. (laughs) How do you have no money? Who are they paying? I don't even know. Golf. Mm -hmm. That's it. God, that's why it took three first rounders or whatever to pick yeah. that thing up because it's like, well, next year we're not even gonna be able to field a goddamn team if we do this thing. Well, and they also paid a few expatriates who haven't, you know, panned out totally yeah, those well. Those guys have stopped Detroit. Patricia, Patricia, the gift that keeps on giving. There's a couple, just a couple who, who, guys who are you here. Talking about? Goff, Seems- twenty-eight million. Trey Flowers is twenty million. Yep. Jamie Collins 20? is twelve million. Yeah. And adult. It says Prater. Deron Harmon, agent, by the way. I believe, is up there. Is Amendola a free agent? No, Prater. Is a free agent? Yeah. I thought so, by the way. Uh-oh. that's I thought he was no. a free agent. That's that's why oh, I was very... He's our best player. Yeah, but look for him to potentially go ring hunt, too. Prater, Ooh. has he has the longest field goal Get in NFL history. Prater. He threw a touchdown <laughs> in Lambeau. Oh. He's made a lot of money. One beer for the entire city of city. Detroit. Is it time to go get a ring, maybe? Look, yeah. look for him to potentially go get a ring. What's and the some... record for most punts in a season? Because Jack Fox oh, is about to break that for sure. <laughs> hey, Jack Fox has a massive leg. He's up. our best player now. Prater's gone. Real yeah, golf, he... dude. <laughs> no love. No. Sorry. Wow. Fox, you're out. Hold on, though. I would like to let you know that the Detroit Lions, you know, they won the trade. But the um, – <laughs> I hated that people said that. I was so What bad. do you mean? When we take those first-round picks and pick Bro, three more tight ends? That's just such a loser's mindset. That is just such a loser's mindset. You get better at the position immediately. Mm. And like, well, yeah, but yeah, but, but we didn't win. The, like, the Rams got better at quarterback. Okay, the, the position yeah. that you have to have. They get better at quarterback. Everybody's like, yeah, but they lost. It's like, how? How? How, how is that? And they also, the, 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 they put the Lions in the salary cap hell, <laughs> just like Goff had us in salary cap hell after we signed him, which, by the way, is leading to the situation in Dallas, probably, mm-hmm. with what everybody's watching over there, with what has happened here with Dak Prescott and the contract. It's just... I hate that oh, they won the trade. It's like, no, you didn't. You, you didn't. you didn't win the trade. Now, do you think the Rams are having any second thoughts with everything that's came out after they made that trade, like Russ Wilson or potentially Dak? Like, I, you know, I don't. I've always been a Matthew Stafford guy. Same. Like, I think, I think, 
I think McVeigh's rather okay with the yeah, guy that he's got. I think got. so too. I, I think he's. We got a guy. We got a guy here. You know what I mean? And, and they the would contracts. never trade Russ Wilson to the Rams. Well, they're gonna have to pay him in a year. So Who's or that? let him go. Matthew, they'll be able to know though immediately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They'll be able to find out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Sean McVeigh, that offense that he you know designs and runs and everything like that. Matthew Stafford is. He's going to fucking light it up this year, I think. He's I don't know dominate. if the Rams are going to win a Super Bowl. Now Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, they got dudes on the defensive side of the ball as well. But the Rams, if the, well, the same people that said that the Lions won this trade next year, if the Rams are eleven and six, twelve and five, or whatever, are they going to? Are they going to continue to say that the Lions won the trade? Absolutely not, right? No. That, absolutely not. No way. And the people that said that the Lions won that trade, they are people that don't think Matthew Stafford's good at football, right? Are they, is that those people? I think so. I think those people are in for quite an awakening next year. I yeah, think. So they probably will still say that the Lions won the trade because they're all big, dumb idiots. I do believe. Yeah. The people that think Matthew Stafford is not a rather large upgrade, especially with the contract situation yes. over Jared Goff, I think it's difficult for me to take those people. Seriously. It's like you always say, it's just people that haven't watched him. It's like when Teddy Bruschi said he wasn't tough enough to play for the Patriots. Teddy, you just haven't watched him. That's all you're telling me right now. Yeah, the guy, you know what we see from Joey Burrow this year? Mm-hmm. And we watched it very closely because it was the number one overall pick, new guy, new toy. Hey, help, let's go ahead and pay attention. Matthew Stafford gets killed on a, on a very regular, never on national TV. No. Nobody cares at this point because mm-hmm. it's happened for so long and he's always been so quiet. But the throws he makes, oh, yeah. the plays that happen, it never seems to be Matthew Stafford's fault. Okay, <laughs> just got a text from... Yeah, your name. Oh. Yeah, okay, here we go. I sent out a text, all right, at 1.01 p.m. So literally 10 seconds before we go live this hour because the thought was like, what haven't we talked about yet? Well, we haven't talked about J.J. Watt. It was like... Well, that's because we don't fucking know anything about J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Send the text right now. Then I said I was going to lead off the show with saying I just sent this text so that he potentially felt a little bit of heat, you know, if he's got this running maybe in the background uh-huh. of whatever workout yeah. he is potentially doing. You know, I, I felt to give a little, huh? Come on. Huh? Huh? Come on, come on, come on. Huh? My question was, any legit information about you out there or is everything bullshit? Okay. Okay. Just yes or no, nothing specific. Don't need a yes and. Just a yes or a no. Okay, I, 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 you don't need to tell me. I'm not an insider. I don't want to know. Nope. I just need to know what I should be. Can I talk about anything that's out there as if it was factual so that this doesn't you know, come back to bite me in the complete ass in like three weeks from now when we're in a very different set of circumstances and people say, this aged well. Well, we're living in the moment. This is a daily show. Okay, what the fuck? Get off me. Come on. He has responded. Mr. What says, neither I nor my agents speak to anyone, period. Parenthesis, besides teams, obviously. (laughs) Parenthesis on the other side. So the information then that Diana Rossini was reporting came from the team that probably offered J.J. Watt this thing. So nothing we are hearing is coming out from J.J. potentially trying to paint a narrative. The information we are hearing, now, he could be 
hey, I could be a part of this, this whole bullshit. You know, <laughs> no, he do that. I, I, I don't know if he would. I don't know if he would. Good I, guy. I mean, he, he is good guy. He's Great J.J. Guy. What? 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 He's J.J. What? 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 He's big guy. What? Saved Houston. What? Had nosebleed. What? Tackles people. What? Hey, he does this little dance thing. What? Wouldn't storm out of a meeting. What? He actually did potentially, allegedly a storm into a coup, <laughs> but uh, we don't know if that's true. He did just say to me, though, that he nor his agents speak to no one. Huh. All right. Except for teams, obviously. Yeah, maybe his brothers. Who's offering that money? Well, the team is proud of it, by the way. They're telling, they're telling Diana, like, oh, hey, we were in it. Hey, we are in it. We offered him $15.5 million. A year. It might be New England. It might that. be. <laughs> hey, we pay, guys. We offered one fifteen and a half mil. Hey, shout out, JJ, man. So now, now we can know if what he just said was true, that the information you're hearing about JJ is coming from teams. So what are... Now we have to ask Diana. Well, she will never. <laughs> Excuse me, Diana? Uh, Diana, what team? What team was there? <laughs> Which, by the way, that's, that's why I don't want to be an insider. Is because I couldn't do that. Because as soon as somebody said, "Who'd you hear that from?" Like, JJ. Yeah. <laughs> he, actually, he actually, he actually told me. Yeah. I'll screen. You want me to? But the insiders, they have to protect their people. So we just have to know what the information. There's always a reason the information's coming out. This particular information's coming from probably teams as opposed to JJ and his guy. We know what team it was. We know it was the Cleveland Browns. So then they can say, "Hey, look." We came out and we offered this guy all this money, but he didn't want to come live in this dump. He didn't want to come here. Oh, jeez. The Browns are an intriguing what thing, especially with Miles Garrett putting out that uh, and one mixtape uh, mm-hmm. video last night. Balling. Six four two seventy, they're saying, whatever he is. And he's just flying around in a basketball. Yoked. Uh, yoked, jacked. Jesus. I mean, he looked unbelievable. I mean, he looked unbelievable great football player you come join miles garrett is what cleveland brown said and we'll pay you handsomely come down come come by the lake we got a good casino downtown hey that casino pays oh yeah hey that casino pays down there doesn't it It does pay it was a good casino trash and empty license plates and all that type of stuff just sitting on the road right in indianapolis no in cleveland but hey i think that's potentially everything yeah outside the casino was an apocalyptic hellscape but inside it was pretty nice very large. It had a low ceiling on that one level. It had like four levels. Was you the river that? on fire while you guys were? Huh? Was the river on fire while you guys were? Well, you said oh. apocalyptic help. It, it was pretty close. Scared. It was pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Well, they already tried to play clowny last year, so why wouldn't they try and pay what? Yeah, well, Andrew Barry, though, right? I feel like they built that team rather yeah. well at this point. Now, I I don't know if they pay him 15 to $16 million, you think? What they, they offer clowny? 13, they said. Oh, yeah, it was a one-year, right? It was a one-year? No, they offered multiple years. No, remember. Didn't didn't Chucky Robinson tell us two or three years? Yeah, but then we had a source that told us that it wasn't a... It was. I think they potentially did do a one-year thing, but we had a source that we heard from that said it was not this grand, big offer. 17 to 18 mil per year? For Jadavian? Yeah. That was the report or whatever, yeah. Yeah. yeah turns Which, out- by the way, that led to me sending a text message as well. I was like, is this what we're doing right now? Is this real? I'd like to talk about it. What's he going to get this That's- year? Five? Who? Clowny? Three. That was the whole thing with the Titans. Wasn't Clowney just chilling, though, there for a bit, right? 
Clowney was just chilling there for a little bit. Getting Last offseason, you mean? Yeah, he just... And then he chilled during the season. Yeah, he doesn't even practice. He didn't practice with the Seahawks because he was hurt. I don't think he practiced with the Titans all year. I'm intrigued. I'd like to meet him. I've never met him. I've always been, obviously, massive fan just because I enjoy um, people that can do things and stuff that nobody else can. Yeah. And Clowney there for a while was maybe... He was probably the human we would send if we had to get into a fight with another species oh, there yeah. for probably a good three, four, five years there. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the human in its most athletic form. This mm-hmm. is the – because remember the shit he used to – he was what, 6'6 six, six or something? like how, how big, And then he was 260. He was – what was his, his stat? And then coming out of South Carolina, that Michigan – I mean, there's oh, just yeah. – He could just stick his arm out. It was oh, so Oh, it was awesome. He signed like a $100 million dollar Puma deal before he even played, I think. I mean, it was like, hey, this is going to be – this is going to be a thing. And he never got as many sacks down there in Houston. Right, but everybody's like, he is a game disruptor though, yeah. because he is—he's eating, he's eating, he's—he's he's doing his thing, and then kind of as it went on, it never really felt like what it was gonna be is end up being what it was. I wonder why. I'd like to talk to him a little bit. Yeah, he was six four and a half, two sixty six, I believe, at the combine, which pretty similar to Miles Garrett. What do you run? Six four four, four, four five. Say, say what you said again. Uh, six four and a half, two sixty six. Okay, so we got to remember that whenever, just like Miles, I'm not saying any differently than Miles Garrett, but in the NFL, they're trying to make people as small as possible. So whenever you line up to get measured, they're pushing your arms down. Your your head has to be at an exact thing. They want everybody measured at the same exact protocol. We want to know exactly how tall everybody is. The NBA, for instance, I do believe they measure with shoes on. Yeah, and imagine if I came in with the Hoka one. Oh, <laughs> Six eight, <laughs> it would have had me at six three. Uh, <laughs> Say maybe six four with these things. The camera doesn't do justice of how awesome there it is. Yeah, have you ever seen The Irishman with Robert De Niro? Bro, these are the hopeful ones. Exactly behind the scenes. Bro, I got some platforms on this thing. Oh shit! Walking on pillows. Anyways, that's like with the NBA show. though. Yeah, the NBA will have them like like stand with shoes on uh-huh. so that they can have the guys be as tall as possible because it's great marketing for them. Like, hey, we got this six foot eleven guy uh, taking on a guy that's six foot uh, ten, and then there's this uh, five foot thirteen guy that's <laughs> yeah. coming. Like, there's just you know, there's always some mathematician is going to come after me for that, but there's always some like marketing angle to the size wrestling same thing like yeah. hey put your boots on let's go ahead and get you there uh what were you walking around at is what we would like to tell people the nfl is like nah 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 get your ass we want to see you as small as you can be because everybody's doing we have a protocol here shoulders down <laughs> head back and they're like this is where you're at i'm like i don't think i've ever been this tall in my life well you were probably a few years ago and here you are back it's like it's a very interesting thing the way the NFL operates. So he's six five, as is Miles Garrett, at least six five and a half. I'm surprised that NBA players don't get measured in the Hoka ones, or try to find an old pair of shocks and get measured in those too. Ooh, or the yeah. Skechers uh, shape ups. Yeah. That's what these. I almost fell off these things. Yeah. <laughs> I put them on. I almost fell off of them back. Well, it does feel like you're walking on a bed, which people say is nice for the joints. Yeah. It's uncomfortable though over there for a little bit because it feels like you got your sea legs out there. I was yeah, walking man. with these things. You got to do like the full heel toe walk thing. You got to you know, break right? them in. 
Like a Tempur-Pedic almost. Yeah. I'm a big shoe guy too. People know I'm a big shoe guy. Huge shoe Why guy. am I wearing these shoes? Let me tell you why I'm wearing huh. these shoes. These shoes? These shoes. They got juice. Uh, we're on AQ Shipley's feet. Oh. Uh, the night of the Super Bowl. And he posted a photo on the field uh, celebrating afterwards. And the only thing I could notice was his ridiculous fucking shoes he had on. <laughs> I actually zoomed in. I said, hey, congrats on the Super Bowl, bub. But what the fuck's going on here? He FaceTimes me back as soon as I go that. He goes, oh, I bet you won't be making fun of those shoes in a second. And I was like, what's that? He goes, saw Tom wearing these. Whoa. <laughs> so TB12 owns a pair of these. I don't know if he wears them or not, but AQ saw him. And he was like, oh, I need to get those clods on my feet. AQ owns three pairs of these. I now own four of them. Uh, this is supposed to make me a better athlete, I think. My knees okay. feel better. And I'll tell you what, though. It is uncomfortable to be walking on three to four inches of platforms <laughs> whenever you're out there out and about. It, these cocaine whites, though, not too shabby, uh, huh? Uh-uh. No, those Hoka Cocos. Very nice. <laughs> just don't the roll an ankle. Cocaine. What'd you say? I said just don't roll an ankle. You can roll an ankle. In Bro, I, almost, I fell off. Yeah. I fell back <laughs> on these things because, you know. Get a little bit off balance. How you doing? Keep it moving. I mean, I am really tall with it. If I was to, yeah. they might have put me at six That's four. A, oh. Jesus, <laughs> the Hocus! No, the Hocus! No. No. They're so powerful. <laughs> That's why you wear these. <laughs> have you seen that? Yeah. I knocked down things I wasn't I even looking at. <laughs> They're powerful. Good that, data. That pitcher's been living a dangerous life. AJ almost hit it with a hockey stick well, 20 oh, times. I mean, AJ. What did Those shoes do? with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> oh, no. He broke the entire... Wait till you see the gift that comes from that. <laughs> <laughs> the jersey, though. Oh, no. Oh, it's broken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. The glasses everywhere. Oh, good God. <laughs> Oh, oh, good God. Uh, some duct tape will fix that. Now you can sign it. We were wondering if I was ever going to be able to potentially get in there and write a little note to me on her. That was the old emergency break glass. If you need it, we did. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> With those shoes, at least you can get a uh, you know a new top shot of you dunking in those things. Oh, there it is. Son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. That's sharp. Oh, jeez. Don't get blood on it. That's what happens though, whenever you start walking on these clouds. Yeah. You don't got to worry about stepping on like glass with those this. things. I feel like I have to say this. Mitt, don't try to just pick it up with your bare hands. Very smart. Very yeah. smart. Yeah. Mitt is Wet gonna... towel. Oh, glass. It's not real. Wait. Oh. I can cut this... my hand on glass? This is just the glass they put in the locker room so they don't spit on each other. <laughs> the hockey glass. It's not real. It's not real. <laughs> it is real glass. I almost just cut my shit right there. <laughs> What happens when you start wearing uh, these shoes, though? So in the chase, AQ won a Super Bowl in those things. Yeah. AQ won a Super Bowl in these things. Look at that. Zoom in on those things. Oh, my Lord. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, show some. Uh... We're clear. Yeah. All right. Didn't you got to drag it out of the old messenger. Yeah, it was. Oh, oh Jay. Snippy. Jay told you to fuck herself already. Oh, there they are. <laughs> Look at those things, Damn. dude. Look at those shoes. The whites are the better than the greys. The Hoka Cocos are better than the... Yeah, the Cocos. The Cocos. The Cocos ones. I got four different pairs. These ones are just for uh, walking. I got some Iron Man ones as well. Ooh. Yeah, and then a recovery pair of flip-flops. You know what you're supposed to wear? Turns out these are very expensive shoes. 
and I would not recommend buying them. But I, <laughs> well, I mean, things are happening. Guys win Super Bowls, glass gets broken down. You know, there's a lot of shit that's popping off. Yeah, you want to be a champion, then maybe go out and buy yourself a pair. I just rewatched you falling. Oh, that was <laughs> your face just turns right away. It's very slow too. It was, yeah. Took a bang <laughs> off the wall, took a bang off the barrel, and then it fucking tipped over. It's the hocus, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's the hocus. <laughs> All right, we'll be back on the other side. Uh, that's probably not good radio or TV. There, me reacting to something that just happened without anybody else being able to see it. <laughs> I feel pretty good on this Thursday, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel really, really good. Oh, yeah. Enjoy what we got going on. Joining us now is a man named AJ Hawk. Yeah! AJ, kind of a terrible intro for you there. You deserved a lot better, but to be honest, I just wanted to see your face, see if you were enjoying this song. Yeah, it was. I knew the second I heard it that you guys were going to maybe take a cool three to five minutes getting back into the show. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good show. <laughs> Think about it. We come back for a new hour. All right. There's might be people that haven't listened to the first two hours or whatever. They just come over there. And the lead off to the show is, hey, I want you to call. Actually, we just don't have fucking anything to talk about. And then right into a Spanish-speaking song. <laughs> we have no idea what it is. Uh, welcome to that show. Thanks for joining us. AJ? Did you see us become Big J journalists live on the air with J.J. Watt uh, news reporting? Did you see this all take place? No, I was actually trying to go back and watch a little bit. You had sent a text out to J.J. I didn't get to see what happened. So he responded. I asked him if any of the things that we're hearing right now are from him or are they bullshit or not, basically, was the big question. Because I would like to talk about these things, but the more and more we talk about all these things and then the information starts you know, coming out, it makes us look bad from the back. Old me looks bad because old me was dealing with the circumstances that were happening at that exact time. And then as things continue to unfold, we start to learn that a lot of this information that's getting leaked is being leaked for a reason. There is a, a strategy behind whatever information's getting leaked. There is a narrative. There's who's letting it out there. Why are they letting it out there? That's kind of what I'm learning through this whole thing. So I wanted to cover the JJ Watt news and especially the one that Diana Rossini released this morning that the best offer JJ Watt has received thus far is 15 to 16 million a year per sources he's also received several offers from teams already i'm like okay is jj want the information out there that he's being offered 15 to 16 because he wants other teams to know that that's out there or what is it he responded neither me nor my agent talk to anybody period except for the teams so that means the teams are giving out this information and now we have to the jj watt saga will continue a team is reporting then that they offered him 15 to 16 million i wonder who that is i wonder how this whole thing's going to pan out especially now with this whole russell wilson thing we got big names on the move aj big name yeah well i think the only jj wouldn't i wouldn't say our my agent told her this or said this because i would if I'm JJ, I went out there. Hey, the lowest offer I have is $15, 16000000 million a year. Not the highest. Like, when you throw it out there, just, hey, why not? Let's take a shot. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, though, because I thought $15, 16000000 million a year. Like, when I saw that number, I was like, because in my head, I was like, oh, JJ's going to a team. Like, hey, he's ring chasing right now. Like, that is the, and that's no knock on JJ. I just thought that this was a, hey, I'm going to get a ring right now at the end of this career. I have Defensive Player of the Year awards. I have MVP awards. I, if I get a Super Bowl, that'd be fantastic. So when I heard 15 to 16 million a year, I'm like, 
okay, that is not what I thought it was going to be at all. And then I immediately was like, well, good for JJ. Like, if you're going to get another 30 to $40 million, good for you. But that wasn't what I expected to happen. So I had to know if that was coming from his team, uh, much like what you were saying, or if it was coming from teams. If what he told us is accurate, it is coming from the teams, which is even more interesting because they're the teams trying to fuck over the other teams. <laughs> so, you know, like, then, then you have to, yeah, you know what I mean, AJ? Absolutely. Maybe you should try to get Diana. Now, would you think she'll give up her sources and let us know? <laughs> she won't, but she's been crushing it. This past, she is. Yeah. We have referred to a lot of Diana Rossini tweets in the last couple of days. We appreciate it, Diana, immensely, but there's no chance. We tried to. We got Rappaport coming up here in about 19 minutes or whatever. We can try to pry it out of him. Mm. I doubt he'll give it, but we will pry. We'll try to pry some shit out of him for sure. Ain't that right, Connor? Oh, yeah. Rap Sheet always tells us what's it going does. on. Uh, the Russell Wilson situation is very interesting. Um, if you saw what Shefty tweeted, now I assume Ian did as well. <laughs> I won't tell him. It had been reported by an insider at the NFL <laughs> that um, Mark Rogers, I believe is his name, is the agent of Russell Wilson. He told Schefter, um, listen, we have not demanded a trade but if Seattle was going to trade us, we'll go to New Orleans, we'll go to Las Vegas, we'll go to Chicago, and oh, yeah. we'll, we'll go to Dallas uh, to be a cowboy. So very interesting that Mark Rogers basically says, like, hey, we're not demanding a trade, but if any of these four teams would like to come get us, let's go ahead and do it. Now, more information is rolling out about the contract that Russell Wilson has. If he gets traded before June 6th, it's like a $39 million dead cap hit to the Seattle Seahawks post June 6th or something like that. It's like 20-some million, so it's going to be a big uh, after June 1 would allow them to push $26 million into the 2022 season, uh, so it would only be I guess a $13 million cap hit after June 1st if they were to trade Russell Wilson in Seattle. This is via at my sports update. $39 million in dead cap if they were to trade him pre-June 1. This is much like the Houston Texans situation in my eyes. You know, it's very interesting. These teams, if they do move on, they're going to be able to demand a lot uh, for it in return. And Dak going to Seattle it would be and Ross going to Dallas. Oh. And, I mean, it would just be a very cool thing for us to talk about. But none of it really seems likely is whenever you start looking at the math of it all and the numbers behind it. But I guess they can make anything work these days. Yeah, they can. And, and can't they designate it like a post-June 1 trade? Like, yes. They can get the deal done now. And, yes. And say, like, this is, yeah. So they can save that cap money. But it does seem like every day, like, there's more and more coming out that, hey, Russ is not happy. And Russ seems to be perfectly fine walking away or getting traded somewhere. But – who are Russ's guys? Like we should ask Rappaport. Like who are his guys? Like who are his people left? In not not on the team, but like in the coaching staff and the execs. Like who? I know with John Schneider, I feel like he's one of his guys. But Pete, he was always a Pete guy. And I'm, it seems like he and Pete have had some kind of weird falling out. Well, the storming out of meetings. Uh -huh. He gave him a call after watching the Super Bowl with Shoddy. Roger Goodell. I mean, yeah, Shoddy gets fired, who was letting Russ cook. Yeah. And we got philosophical differences. We don't want to, hey, we don't want to let Russ cook. You know why? Because when we let Russ cook, he just sits back there and he gets killed. He gets run. And we don't get our offensive line, doesn't get to come off the ball ever. So a not great offensive line looks even worse because they're being asked to drop into pass uh, protection every single play is what Pete Carroll's saying. Now, what Russell's team saying is get us out of here what's that uh in the nfl insider shafter tweet um <laughs> it said demanded but it didn't say russ hasn't asked for a trade or maybe hinted that he wants one they used demanded so it was a passive aggressive request which is kind of what they just did 
The fact that all of this is public, it shows you how upset Russ is, or how frustrated, or how Pissed. mad he is. Like this, this isn't his style. This is the first time we're seeing anything like this out of Russell. Like, yeah, I would expect him to not be in Seattle. We want the old Russ back. Oh, straight from the go, Russ. Whoa, <laughs> the chop of your soul, Russ. It's set on your goals, Russ. What? Is that what you're talking about? The uh, hey, throwback to my throwback Thursday tweet. <laughs> that was from awesome. From this morning. Felt pretty good, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good thing. Seeing that then in 2017. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw that tweet. Did you see yeah, it, AJ? I felt very good about it this morning. I missed it. I got a tweet from an old teammate. Uh, it was the what we just did there, the Kanye. Missed the old Kanye, the straight from the go Kanye, the yeah. chop up the soul Kanye, set on your goals Kanye. Somebody, I had an old teammate say, like, they missed me, you know, like, you know burying people a little bit more and i i had uh i had to say like hey you know different time in my life basically is what i said but it did make me think back to some old tweets that i sent out so i went scrolling through mm -hmm. the old days twitter just to go back you know a little glory days trip back through whenever i was you know a, a heel a enjoy just like anybody could get it on Twitter, guy. That was an awesome time to be alive. You Can't still got some good shut the fuck it's, ups in the chamber. I've dropped a couple I mean, shut the fucks yeah. up and fuck up lately. I've enjoyed that. I saw that. I saw that. Right to the point. Right to the point to these people. I, I, you know, I used to be a lot more clever. You know, I used to be a lot more clever with the way I would say it. Now it's just, oh, shut the fuck up. I, I, that is. Don't got time for it. Because I think it's just like, oh, and I even add in sometimes, oh, shut the fuck up. So that they hear like, ah, oh, shut. The, you know what I mean? Like, it's a full thing but anyways russell wilson you're right but none of this is coming from russell it's coming from his team he's not he's not saying has he come out and said no this isn't me this is not my message no but the team is protecting russell you know what i mean like this is smart, uh the, it, smart pr play by russell yeah like it's not him like doesn't seem to be complaining it's just people around him which means they also had a strategy meeting okay Ooh. so which means they definitely you know how do we a, do this i mean i i don't want to say that would just be, I'm not calling, I'm not saying like this is a negative thing. I'm just saying like, it seems very apparent. The team mentioned the first thing about, the team mentioned the second thing. Now Mark Rogers, who's a part of the team said, Russ didn't do any of this. But if these four teams want to come, it's always, you know, it's a very, it is a, you're, for Russell Wilson's brand basically, where you say this is not like Russell Wilson. It's still like they're trying to save face with the old Russ of like, hey, this isn't Russ. This is still the same Russ. Just a team looking out for him is how they're kind of painting it, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, it seems like as time has gone and Russell's been in the league longer and longer, it seems like his team has, has grown. And then he meets, you know, he marries Sierra. I think of her. She is a superstar. So she's used to having a team too. Man, there's got to be a lot of meetings going on. Well, that's why they got that full football field in the back. Exactly. All right. You know, because COVID protocol is not allowed to meet in the building. We're going to meet outside like the Los Angeles Rams did at Hard Knocks. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on with Team 3. They got they got uh, PR for both both PR teams down. Uh, you'll be red zone, <laughs> north side of the field, okay? Uh, the the alumni section there in between the 30s, all right, where all the big money spent. That'll be the, the agents. The agents will be having their meetings okay. there. Then in the other red zone, that's where we'll have the body gurus, the chefs, to talk about how we're going to change this. Russ will be on a booger mobile yes. driving <laughs> through, okay, stopping at each section with a pitch deck behind him in the booger mobile from Monday Night Football. A couple speakers, you know, wireless microphone. No, no. It's, oh, he's got the earpiece. He's got this. This microphone yeah. is on for sure.
All right. I hope he does. I hope he films something like that. I hope he sees this and he actually does like a full production. Oh, shit, that's genius. Well, every time it comes out, like, you know, his team, his camp, um, you just think to yourself, like, all right, like what? Because I guess if if you guys were to be doing that, okay, if, like if this was to happen to us, it would be like Pat McAfee's team is blah, blah, blah. That'd be those guys. Everybody on the internet would be like, well, which fucking idiot's probably doing that? Oh, it's probably the Boston guy. It's like back hair. So now like with everything that comes out, I'm like, okay, the no offensive line, tired of being beat up. Is that the body guru? Is that the chiropractor? Like what member of the team is coming out the loudest in the pitch meetings for what we're doing with team three this year? And the offensive line must just be like, all right, like you don't have to say it this many times, Russ. We know we sucked last year. Just give us a break. That was my first reaction when this all came out. I was yeah. like, he's going to have to deal with that offensive line. Quarterback offensive line is a very tight relationship. Yeah. Obviously. It, it, Think about it, Pat. Too. Like that's a huge thing you bring up, Connor. Like, how do you repair that relationship? Because we know pro- professional athletes a aren't scared to hold a grudge forever on certain things. There's a lot of people like that, and I think offensive linemen in general, those guys too. Like, I don't think they're going to get over it very quickly. The fact that they feel like they've been called out publicly by the quarterback. You know the uh, the sunshine rep <laughs> let them through. Oh yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I, I could potentially see, uh, you know, guys probably. Can we go through their offensive lineman? Who's like a paid offensive lineman? Who's a vet? Who's probably the leader of the room there? Uh, now, granted, he would never just let somebody through to kill the quarterback because that would affect him and his team. But man, that a little bit of the the back of the mind of this guy. Oh, there's some. There's definitely like uh, Dwayne Brown, Mike Ayupati, who was with the 49ers for a while. Just real quick. Just what, what, just, what just happened? What, are you okay? He just yeah. You smell toast. <laughs> well, I'm saying he was on the line last year. Ayupati, Ayupati, I didn't know how I wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear. Who, who was that? I couldn't hear. I don't even know if Dwayne Brown's there anymore. <laughs> Mike Ayupati. You even know where you are. It's a tough name. <laughs> I was on vacation, dude. Hey, Diggs, listen. Have you heard me speak the last couple of days? I'm fucking terrible. Don't, don't you worry about that. But it did seem like your brain stopped in the middle of <laughs> I didn't of know if I wanted to go EU potty or IU potty. And it is IU potty, so we got there. Well, it's interesting because there's two I's, two different pronunciations in the same goddamn name. <laughs> That'll get you. But no, that, that'll dude. cause you to have a situation. We just saw it. The other dudes, I have no idea who they are. Yeah. I probably did retire, though. Russ has got to be hoping they just bring two or three new linemen in so the old guys have to buy in, right? Well, and those people would have to be like Russ's guys that he would bring in, and he would be having them over on that football field, like, he wants three. He wants three rookies coming in there. He can. He can help those guys out. Hey, hey, you. Hey, you know why you're here? Go Hawks! All right, these old guys are going to tell you to kill me. Don't you do that? Fuck them. That's why you're here. Let's go, go Hawks! Huh? Have you over, Sierra? Me and me and Sierra will do a whole uh, concert for you in our costumes. We'll fucking do. Wow! We'll, we'll do this whole thing. I mean, it, it, Russ is going to have to need his guys to get in there. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm wondering, like, how many guys like that does he have around that are still Russ guys? What if we never hear "Go Hawks" again? I believe it's his career, too. Whoa, 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 whoa. We have a moment of silence for yeah. it? Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the opposite of what you just did right there. <laughs> laughing oh, into laughing the microphone. About AJ. Oh, we would like to potentially... I don't know why it's funny. I'm sorry. Go. 
Well, we'd like to, you know what I mean? Like, I would like to go on with this moment of silence, but it continues to get altered and stopped and paused and delayed from a man in Columbus, Ohio, who obviously has no respect for the thing we are about to memorialize with a stoppage of talking. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest things to ever happen to sports talk interviews is at the end of every conversation Russell Wilson has, he says, go Hawks. Amongst all the turmoil right now with potential Russell fucking Seattle, like Tommy fucking Foxborough going on behind the scenes with the Seahawks, with Russell Wilson getting forced out of any big decision. Will we ever hear go Hawks again? Even if he's still on the Seahawks, it seems like he's not happy to be a Seahawk. Will he still end every single interview with a go Hawks? We're thinking not. So for that, we will celebrate the life that was the go Hawks with a moment of silence right now. Way too long. Pat have a stroke? Shut up for a second. Moment passed. Thank you for that. Go Hawks. Every Go Hawks in 2012. That was just one year. That was just one year of Gohawks right there, AJ. You couldn't even have a moment of silence for that, AJ. Come on, dude. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it through my ears until the end when I got real Could you imagine how angry Ty Schmidt would be if Russell goes to the Bears? He has to see him twice a year. He's hearing Russ drop a bear down. Think about how angry Ty Schmidt is right now. (laughs) Yeah. Knowing that it is kind of like, you know, kind of Russell image burial season right now, potentially. And this is where Ty has... Ty is always in season in this particular case. What he would be saying right now, which is probably why, you know, um, we get attacked by Seahawks fans for never talking about the Seahawks. We do, but inevitably it'll end with an incredibly savage line from a man that is a diehard Packers fan who is about fed up with everything Russell Wilson. And point. Ty's probably tried to call Mitt back there like 15 <laughs> different times when he's just been able to get through. Get me on yeah. the fucking air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is probably something he is saying. Let's go to uh, Carl in Brooklyn, then we'll get to a break because Ian Rapapar will join us on the other side. Carl, what's going on? Hey, Pat and the boys, how you doing? Hey, not too shabby, Carl. What do you want to talk about? Carl, 20, 12, 21, 12, 11. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. you know how players get paid a certain amount during the season, but what happens when the playoff comes around? Do they still get paid, like, the salary from the season, and do they get checked in the offseason? Great question, Carl. Everybody makes the same exact amount of money every playoff game. Uh, on the team the guys that have the buy don't get paid i don't remember or i don't know if that's still happening or not uh but i do know a lot of guys take uh massive pay cuts whenever the playoffs happen the high-end tier guys that you see that make a lot of money and then the bottom half of the roster love playoff bonuses i mean it is a beautiful thing normally you get to the super bowl win the super bowl i'm not 100 sure actually but you go to the super bowl aj will probably have to tell you that it's over a hundred and thirty thousand dollar bonus hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus throughout the entire thing i don't know what winning the super bowl is but everybody makes the same amount of money on the team yeah and who's who it's the biggest for are like trainers or people that work for the team that get like a full playoff share. There's a few people outside of the coaching staff that get like playoff, like a full share. And then there's some that get percentages. So it's huge for them. Think about it. If you're making $120,000 a year and then all of a sudden you get a 
$125,000 bonus. That's pretty good. Yeah, you're making 80 grand a year, 75 grand a year, and then they're like, hey, boys, that's up. Here we go. Hey, it fucking matters now. Here we go, here we go. That the uh, play, uh, uh, Pro Bowl, same thing. Mm-hmm. Pro Bowl, same thing. The, <laughs> the coaches and the yeah. athletic trainers, the whole staff that goes out there, uh, the equipment managers, everybody, they get a bonus if they win the Pro Bowl or it's higher or, or if you lose it. So, you know, whenever I was out there trying to talk luck and to go mm-hmm. back onto the field to play so we could get a win because it's an extra 40 grand, okay, that's a big deal. He's like, I can't do that, obviously. That would be very disrespectful. But I know that I had a team of – Equipment managers and trainers that were like, let's, let's get, get out there. Let's go ahead and get a win here, shall we? Let's Coach, get to Hey, a- coaches too. Yeah, I, yeah. I had multiple. I had multiple coaches tell me, "Hey, don't mess with my money, man." Like, okay, we're winning these playoff games because that's a big deal for them. All right, let's get to a break. Ian Rappaport's on the other side. Great question there from Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Something that I would have just thought was common knowledge. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of people had no idea about right there. You should see the preseason checks. Hey, there's guys taking massive pickups. It was like 800 bucks back in the day. Then it was 1300 bucks. Guys playing preseason games. You know that third game where like, hey, this is a real one. Guys are playing three quarters in these games. The next day they get a check that is going to get wiped out completely because the taxes will kill it anyways. It's like 1200 bucks. And then you have like a practice squad guy getting that check. It's like, oh. Yeah, another week, baby. <laughs> Incentives in the Super Bowl, too. Like, A.B. and Tom Brady, they both made 500 k 750 k for winning. And Pro Bowl bonuses. That's why you tend to potentially hate the media. <laughs> you know? Mm. Ah. If there's 250 grand on the line, huh. you better start recognizing what's going on here. This is Pat McAfee Show. We're back on the other side with the Ian Report. Cheers. So sorry to interrupt the conversation yet again, but I just want to let you know that football season might be over, but March Madness is just around the corner. And that means it's time to bet large amounts of money on teams that you've never watched or heard of. But instead of losing sleep over creating the perfect bracket or convincing yourself that Baylor is good enough to win it all, they are. Allegedly, West Virginia is about to do that thing, though. Team up with our good friends at CBDMD to get the quality sleep you need to feel your best every single day. CBDPM blends sleep-promoting ingredients like melatonin, valerian root, and chamomile with 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. I introduced CBDPM into my life and my uh, insomnia, lifelong issues disappeared. They started with just a drop. Now there are tablets. It is an incredibly powerful potion that makes your body feel better and go to sleep. Shout out to CBDMD for creating CBDPM and helping my life out. And if you choose to decide to get on board with CBDPM, they'll help your life out immensely as well and help you feel even better on this gorgeous, gorgeous Thursday. CBDMD is offering all listeners of the show 25% off your next order when you use the code McAfee at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Use the promo code M-C-A-F-E-E, and you get 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Uh, they got they got lotions that make you feel better. They got bath bombs that make you feel better. They got some uh, gummies that make your body feel better. They have superior CBD That is absolutely fantastic for your body, both uh, physically and mentally. Shout out to CBDMD. uh, Promo code McAfee, 25% off everything. Back to the show. (laughs) Joining us now, (laughs) works for the NFL Network. (laughs) He also hopes hopes Rap Sheet and Friends. You can find him on social media, at Rap Sheet. A lot of NFL breaking news. Can't wait to chat with this man, friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Rappaport! 
you doing, up, guys? Um, I'm I'm struggling to understand the world. I just learned that uh, on Twitter, hashtags don't actually help with anything anymore. What do you mean? What happened? They're just not. They don't cause your tweet to stand. I always hashtag the teams that I'm tweeting about. From what I understand, according to my latest information, that actually doesn't mean much. Okay, it so it does mean stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do a little, okay, here we are. Social Pretty media 101. Let's do it. So the hashtag will help people find information about whatever you are talking about in an assorted right. manner. Now, with you being a blue check mark, news breaking, tweet making, you know, just a boss out there. Yours will probably sit a little bit higher within the search, but there are very rarely are people searching via hashtags anymore because of the way the right. algorithm's set up with news that you need to know like. basically being in front of you. Now, if you ever do a giveaway or something like that, that is the only way to do it because it sorts everybody in the same fashion and you can go back time-wise to see the first ever response. Ah, interesting. Okay. Is that hashtag Russell Wilson? Let's talk about it. Is that hashtag Russell Wilson? Because here's the thing about the hashtag Seattle Seahawks. It's alleged now $39 million dead cap space if he was to be traded. $26 million of that can be pushed to 2022 if he's traded post-June 1. They could designate that. Is there anything real happening there? Mark Rogers came out allegedly and said he he hasn't demanded, but these are four places he'll go. How do the Seahawks feel about this? And is this anywhere near? a real rap sheet it's real in that russell wilson and the seahawks do have an issue like the relationship is not great and it's not been great for some time i mean if you think about the way this season happened you know they were humming along their offense was going great um and they got to kind of week eight and they started running the ball they started trying to protect the ball and russell wilson stopped being happy with the offense because they stopped letting him cook for lack of a better way of saying mm. it. Took him out of the kitchen. That, mm. I, I mean, yeah. They uh, took him out of the kitchen. Oh, I would just, hold on. Did I mute? Can you guys hear me? Oh, right? yeah, you sound amazing. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so you get to week eight, the offense changes. Then this year, they go throughout the year. They kind of struggle toward the end, obviously lose in the playoffs. And then, you know, it's clear that Russell Wilson wants more of a say. They go through the offensive coordinator process. He does have a say in that. Uh, so he did kind of a little bit help pick the offensive coordinator. That is good. But there's some issues there that they need to fix as far as the direction of the team. And so teams started calling. And this is something I reported during the Super Bowl. A couple of teams called. Seattle said, get out of here. Now more than 10 teams have called. Okay, so there's clearly interest. Here are the two main issues. One the cap hit is enormous. It's not something you can't survive. If you're going to completely rebuild, like for instance, if you're going to trade him and then draft a quarterback in the first round, you can deal with it, but it's not ideal. So the cap hit is enormous to trade Russell Wilson now. Second of all, Pete Carroll's 70 years old. There's no way he wants to rebuild. It is in the best interest of everyone for this thing to work. That is where we are. But are the, is it going to be able to to come back from this? I feel like we've never seen Russell Wilson act like this, especially publicly. I can imagine he's been frustrated for a long time. Are they going to be able True. to mend this? Not only with the coaching staff, but the players too. That O line can't feel great about it. No, uh, you're right. Everything you said is true. Um, contrast to what Pat usually says, which is kind of like some true, some not. But everything you said is true. Okay. We've seen, but we've seen this before. We haven't seen it from Russell kind of out front like this, but. 
We've seen Tom Brady and the Patriots have a rift. There's been some times with Aaron Rodgers, our good friend, a uh, friend of the show who has not been that happy with his current team, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Um, what do you hear? Other quarterbacks speak out and they've gotten it fixed. I would think that this would be similar. Okay, how about Deshaun Watson then? I mean, what you just said about Aaron, very interesting because, you know, I haven't heard Aaron say anything. That's all been, you know, chatter or whatever. Is he re reconstructing his contract? That'll be something you could potentially answer down the road there. I don't want to put anybody in a bad spot. But with Deshaun Watson, are they going to have to trade him? Is that going to – because they are not even answering calls, right? But do, do you, are you getting the feeling that they're going to hold strong and hold firm on this? Because it seems like, from all accounts, Deshaun Watson and his team are going to do the same exact thing. And we might have old chicken in the road type situation, which you probably don't know about. Yeah. But it's like, you know, staying in front of a truck or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard of people doing that. I've never done it myself because you'd have to have real stones or whatever to that. I I, I get out of the way. Yeah, I, smart. Yep, got it. Me too. Um, at this point. Well, I, yeah, early in your career, maybe. Anyway, um, he. Yeah. I haven't gotten the sense at all that Deshaun Watson has changed his stance not one bit. Okay, so he has said he wants to be traded. He has told the team that. He does not plan on playing for the Texans again or anytime soon. The Texans do not plan on trading him. Any team that's called, even if they've had other discussions about other players, all the conversations have been like, yeah, not Deshaun, but what else you want to talk about? Like, it's just been no. So I don't know which side is going to win out. I know for the team to go through this with your starting quarterback is incredibly challenging. If he sits out, it would be very punitive for him, and it would also leave the team with no quarterback. That's bad for all people. I don't know which way this is going to end, but I don't see it ending anytime soon at all. Okay, so before Connor has a great question for you, um, whenever you talk about J.J. Watt, all right, we have a source in this particular story as well. Oh. J.J. Watt told us today, okay, he told us today uh, that he and his agent aren't talking to anybody right now. We're talking to teams. We're not talking to anybody. So with any information we are hearing about the J.J. Watt situation, that must mean that that's coming from teams then, right? That, that Like whenever you're getting information or information is being leaked, you automatically assume like, okay, it's either coming from the player or it's coming from the other side. So whenever we hear stuff that's coming out about offers and teams, is yeah, that the yeah, teams yeah. reaching out then? If it's not JJ saying like we are interested and then that's how you kind of gather like, hey, there's 13 teams that I've talked to that are interested or how is that whole, whole thing kind of? Yeah. I mean, I would say there are plenty of reasons for agents to talk. Right. Like if you're if you have a player who let's say a player is not getting the kind of market he wanted. Right. Then the agent could be like, hey, uh, you know, could you you don't see a lot of this anymore because it's so transparent. But probably five years ago, you'd see a lot of like, hey, this player is getting, you know, getting significant interest from a lot of teams. And everyone's like, mm, OK, sure he is. Um, J.J. Watt doesn't need to say anything. His team, his camp doesn't need to say anything. He is getting significant interest. And what is happening now is. All the teams that are interested are kind of calling around and I would say guessing a little bit as far as what the other offers are. Because I don't even get the sense that Watts agents have shared with teams what other teams have offered. Usually you don't do that until it gets right down to the end and he's not there. So I think a lot of the information you're hearing is teams calling around and like gossiping, for lack of a better word, just trying to figure out like, all right, what did you offer? Like, what have we offered? Uh -huh. You know, like that's 
trying to figure out the landscape a little bit. 15 to 16 million uh, reported this morning. That was wild. Uh, what do you have, Connor? Yeah, Rap Sheet. It was reported that uh, the Raiders were allegedly going to give Derek Carr a contract extension. Now that Russell Wilson uh, has the Raiders as one of the four teams he prefer- preferred to go to, will Gruden and the Raiders make a push for him instead? Great question. I would say until in, until uh, until the future of Derek Carr is solidified, I would say the Raiders are open for anything. Whoa. Because they just they they've kept the door open. Um, teams have called on Derek. I know that. Teams have called on Marcus Mariota. I know that. They have not engaged on anything with Derek Carr yet at all, because even if they were going to trade him, how would they replace him? So yes, Russell Wilson would make sense. It's very far-fetched. I mean, just think about it. Because if you're Seattle, you're trading Russell Wilson. It's a $40 million cap hit plus $25 million from what Derek Carr pays. That's $65 million against the cap just for your quarterback. It's a lot. Yeah, but you can move. Hey, we can move 26 of that or 22 of that to 2022. We can kick that can down the road. Mm-hmm. We kick, mm-hmm. Hey, we kick that can down the road. Okay. You know what I mean? TV, I mean, you you can always do that. I would say this: like, I would expect at some point the Raiders to commit to Derek Carr in some sort of, okay. in some sort of way. Like, hey, I, I don't know the, how it's going to be, but I do expect them to commit to Derek Carr. How about Von Miller? It sounds like the, the Broncos like he's not going to be there next year. What does his market look like? And, and you think he's going to be another guy? Like, hey, let's go let's go find a ring somewhere. But what kind of market do you think he has? Uh, if he's free he's going to have a very good market. I I will say at this point, I doubt that he's free because they got the team option coming up. Uh, it's, I don't think they're going to pick up the option because I think there's a good chance. I, I think there's a real chance the two sides get together and make it make sense. He wants to finish his career in Denver. He's awesome. Missed last year with an injury. They have cap space. It's hard to get better by letting one of your best players walk. So I would imagine there'll be some sort of compromise to smooth out his cap hit and make it make sense. Is Von Miller going to play quarterback there too? Are they Ooh. sold on Drew Locke? There was a chance that the Denver Broncos allegedly were already in the middle of a quarterback trade uh, this offseason thus far. I don't know if that's true or not, but what's going on with the Denver quarterback situation? Because everybody's talking about them really wanting, and they have some salary cap allegedly. Uh, if right. they release Von Miller, they have any more. What are they thinking? What are they they want to move on from Drew? No. Uh, they And they've had – opportunities to because teams you know as all the calls have happened Goff and Stafford like teams have called about Drew Locke because the potential is there the Broncos haven't come close to trading him and I honestly doubt that they will because here's the problem let's say the Broncos trade Drew Locke and then what he did the last like four games of the season let's say that's what he does for 16 games well then it's like why did you trade that guy um I mean look if Deshaun Watson becomes actually available if Russell Wilson becomes available I would imagine the Broncos would be interested because they're always going to be interested. Otherwise, like I think it's going to be Drew Locke and then maybe maybe a draft zone, maybe bring in a good backup. But, you know, Drew Locke has the potential and it's scary to trade a guy before he before you see whether he's going to do it or not. Hey, potential, get your ass fired. Mm -hmm. That's classic coach speak right there who is not happy with what the front office is doing with a player because the scouting department says this guy should have a ceiling of this. And the coach is like, well, you're putting him where he is really at, though, which is here, and I'm getting fired for it. Interesting to see how it all pans out. It's amazing how much of that is, especially right now as everyone's trying to figure out their roster, it's incredible how much of that is going on right now. Oh, it happens by 
by the way, I was a part of one terribly losing season, and that that was just like a basically everyday meeting thing that kind of led off. Well, yeah. uh, the potential is fucking great, but I'll tell you what, can't play. Mm. So, can't. I'd rather I should suit up and play linebacker. Last thing here before we let you go. Uh, thanks for joining us, Ian. By the way, you're the best. Um, Love it. Well, I mean, today you were pretty. I mean, today you were pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it was good. Yeah, it was good, but the rap sheet standard, yeah. you know, is just so. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I've created the yeah, and that's it's my own fault for being so good in previous appearances. That's what I'm saying. And by the way, might be able to get it right here, though. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like I, I think Come we're on. we're judging you on full interviews in the past when we haven't really finished this conversation yet. So are we falsely judging you before seeing the entire picture? I think so. What's going to happen first? Do you think? What seems to be the most likely thing that's going to happen with all these stories that are brewing right now? And there are a plenty of them cooking right now. You mean like which trade might happen? Like which which domino? I would. You're, you're, that's where you're talking, right? Hey, which which card in the house of cards is going to get pulled out okay. first and make the move uh, for everybody else? I would say I don't get the sense Russell is going to happen anytime soon. I don't get the sense to Sean, maybe Sam Darnold, but that's going to be like we're talking April. I don't know. Like it's this. I mean, this is fun to talk about today with Russell Wilson, but all of these things, like usually you get to mid-March – you have free agency. It's crazy. And then you kind of prepare for the draft and the draft happens and I get to go play golf. Um, this year it's going to be different. I think free agency will be slower. And some of these trades might happen in April if they happen. Uh, so we're going to get some, we're going to get a lot more to talk about in say April and leading up to the draft than we usually do. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Great answer. Great interview, by the way. Great wow. answer. You did well. It was a rap sheet standard. I appreciate you. There Ladies you and gentlemen, at rap sheet, Ian Rapport from the NFL Network. Thank yeah, you, this man is an undefeated street beef fighter. Uh, not only is he the most electrifying human I've ever seen on the internet, he is also scheduled to fight the East Coast OG heavyweight street beefs Ooh. champion in Big Smile either this weekend or next weekend. I'm not 100% sure. He was potentially going to join us yesterday, but he had training. Ladies and gentlemen, Shinigami. Yeah! Uh, Shinigami, how are you, man? Where are you? Where are you right now? Just so I can, uh, you know, I'm kind at of home, feel... chilling in my room. Okay, that's your room there. I see some trophies in the back. Uh, the video, the video that that I watched that introduced me to you, is maybe my favorite thing ever. Um, can we? If you could slide to your right just a little bit, a little bit to your right. Nope, the other right. Got it. There we go. Uh, that video, how long have you been fighting? How did you get into the fight game? And do you dress like this all the time? Because that is one of the most electric things I've ever seen in my life. No, no. I just wear this to fight and to do these interviews. Um, <clears throat> uh, and in class sometimes. I actually have a different game for class, actually. But uh, I started training martial arts in 2007 when I just wanted to learn how to defend myself because I used to not know how to fight at all. I used to get routinely beat up as a kid i used to i got in a couple of fights in college and i i didn't lose but i didn't do good either which was a wake-up call because people stopped messing with me once i got kind of bigger um i've been doing karate for 13 years uh 13 and a half almost and i've been doing uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu for nine years off and on um started doing tournaments because they talked me to doing karate tournaments one time i didn't originally want to compete 
But then I fell in love with that, and then I found out that you could do karate in MMA when I stumbled across um, the Lyoto Machida Sokaju fight on uh, Ultimate UFC where they were replaying them. And um, yeah, man, that that pretty much led me down a rabbit hole of all kinds of different tournaments. Then I found tournaments at a MMA division, and then uh, I found out I've been watching Street Beast since 2010. And I found out they were going to come out to the West Coast and do an event, but I couldn't make those. Uh, my car got stolen and I had an injury anyway. It wouldn't have been a good idea. So close. And then uh, last August, they had a, started a West Coast chapter, and I got in on the first event, like, at that last minute. And, uh, you know, you saw what happened there. <laughs> uh, got matched with Detail, and uh, he's a grappler, but he didn't really come in with striking training. Like, we talked afterwards. Cool guy. Um, and yeah, man, I just did what I, I, you know, have trained to do a million times. I've landed that kick so many times in tournaments. It was the first time I got to actually put the power on it though. Right. It was a beautiful thing. And you know, like Jorge Masvidal, I don't know if you're aware, he was fighting in backyards back in the day, Kimbo Slice, another guy, RIP, who got to the big time. We know Jorge is big time in the UFC right now. Are you trying to get Dana White's attention? Uh, I would love Dana White's attention. I also wouldn't mind, you know, doing some stuff in Bellator, like uh, my karate brother, uh, Raymond Daniels. We're actually from the same karate lineage. Okay, so let's talk about that. Karate, uh, back in the day, Shinigami, and as I was talking about, learning about you, back in the day, if you went out pre-UFC, pre-MMA being a commercialized sport, if you had a friend that knew karate, you were all right, all right? Like, I got a guy, he breaks woods, he, he, he breaks woods, he's got a brown belt, but if we were to potentially get up in a mix-up here, uh, we're okay, all right? He's going to come and do the thing. Then as fighting evolved, Affliction shirts came, you know, the, the, the cauliflower here continued to grow. Uh, Gracie came over, mm-hmm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu came through. We, you thought karate potentially lost its luster, and I think whenever I saw you, gi, thing, kick, shout out Rachel, by the way, we will talk about Rachel and who that is. Uh, let's do this. It, you almost, did you save karate? Are you the last karate fighter that the world has? You just said your karate brother there, and then you said you train a little MMA, but is karate almost being uh, CPR'd by Shinigami in Street Beefs at this point? I don't, I don't know if I can take credit for that. I mean, you got Wonderboy, Lyoto Machida, Raymond Daniels, GSP. They're all karate fighters. Um, and, they're, you know, people kind of don't realize that all of those guys uh, are karate fighters, except for, like, Lyoto Machida and Wonderboy, because there's no one who's really talk about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, karate never really went away. It just, uh, I mean, I guess I'm kind of – bringing it back to the forefront on, on the internet with the viral video stuff. But I mean, last year, I think it was last year, Raymond Daniels did a tremendously way flashier. He tried to do a tornado roundhouse, uh, like a 720 double spin tornado roundhouse knockout. Ooh. The guy leaned back, he lands. And instead of throwing the kick, he, he throws an overhand right with all that 720 momentum and knocks the dude out cold. I mean, it, it just comes with the lineage, man. We do, we do amazing stuff from, uh, the uh, Kempo Shotokan lineage. Yes, you do. It, so I, I'm, this next fight you have coming up. Big who smile. Is, who, yeah. So who was the opponent? Talk a little bit about what, what their skill set may be and how do you plan on knocking them out? 
Um, I know he's a I know he's a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, I don't know if he has any stripes uh, on his belt. I couldn't really tell from what I saw on the Instagram post. It didn't look like it, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's not as experienced as me. But I'm a I'm a blue belt with three stripes, almost four. Uh, no big deal. Which you know, Jiu Jitsu only has five belts, so when you get stripes, it means something. You know, the ranks in Jiu Jitsu mean something because there's not really a set curriculum and it's hard to earn. Um, he he has some some kind of not so sharp hands. He, I've never seen him throw a kick. I've never seen him really eat a kick uh, to the leg or anywhere else. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's kind of, he actually fights more like a wrestler though, than a Jujutero. So I think, um, it's kind of just that, that almost that classic matchup, right? Like more Western style looking fighting, like with the boxing and wrestling kind of style he has versus my more like traditional Eastern martial art with the karate and the, the, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like really with the ground game and the gi on and all that. Um, so I think it's a good stylistic matchup. I think I have the experience to definitely uh, to win this fight. Um, not going to say how I'm going to set up the kick, if I'm going to set up the kick or what I'm going to do. I don't want to give up the game plan Smart. since the fight's only a week away. Next week. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely have been working on uh, a game plan, though. I have one. I've been working on it for three months. As soon as I, as soon as I uh, got back in the gym after fighting the street bender rematch, I started working on on training for Big Smile. How did you? I knew it was coming down the pipe. How'd you come up with the name Shinigami? How, how did we get the name Shinigami? I, I've looked up the meaning. Uh, I I respect that. And do do people like, for instance, um, you know, Beverly Hills Ninja is one of my favorite. Okay, one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, so when, whenever you think about that world, did, did you have you had a nickname ever since you started taking trips into the dojo? Is that what you've been called? Do you does Rachel uh, call you Shinigami? Uh, like how when does Shinigami come out? Interviews and fights, or is that all the time now? Is that just a lifestyle? Okay, so so here's the story of, of how I I threw out the name Shinigami in Street Beefs. Uh, Street Beast kind of has this thing where, like, uh, only one fighter can have one nickname at a, at a time. And I don't know if you can see that Grim Reaper poster oh, yeah. behind me over there. Oh, yeah. And all the skulls and stuff. I'm actually kind of a – when I'm not doing – wearing this stuff, I'm I'm all gothed out, man. Um, oh, nice. Same with Goth AJ. kid since, like, high school for sure. Nice. Uh, but, like um, – the Reaper was taken. It's on the Wall of Fame. Grim Reaper, I believe, is also on the Wall of Fame in the OG yard. Uh, Red Reaper was taken. I couldn't think of any other variations of the Reaper that were kind of concise that could potentially be on the Wall of Fame or just, you know, were nice and quick to throw out for the intro. So I was like, you know what? I've been studying Japanese since I was a kid on and off. Um, I might as well just use the Japanese equivalent, which is Shinigami, because it sounds cool. It works with the, the whole karate thing. Why not? And it just it 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 worked out. It suits you well. It really does suit you well. So I, I, I just you need to. Uh, I know you're an expert at this, so I just I need to to know. So there's there's a legendary actor slash martial artist, old Steve Seagal. I know it's Aikido that he is trained in. Is he legit? Like, what do you think of him? <laughs> what's going on, Shinigami? What, what's okay. that facial about? So, uh, Joe Rogan actually covered this, but I'm I'm probably gonna it's probably gonna come out saying exactly the same thing almost he said because it's it's just the facts. So his black belt is legitimate in Aikido, but Aikido was never meant to be a fighting art. It was founded by Uesh, uh, Morihei Ueshiba and uh, Osensi Ueshiba um, 
designed it to be a means of physical, emotional, and spiritual development. It was never meant to be practical. He said as much. One of his philosophies is if you hurt your opponent, you hurt yourself. So the whole thing is it's a bunch of uh, techniques that you do on a compliant opponent to attacking in ways that you'll never see in the real world. And I mean, you hate him. Yeah, cool. You're seventh degree black belt in Aikido. It's like being a seventh degree black belt in um, ballroom dance. You know, it's really <laughs> um, you know, you're, you're not you're not fighting anybody and winning with Aikido unless you have altered it into something that's never going to look like Aikido. You, there's there's uh, actually an entire style of Aikido called a real world Aikido, and it starts to look more like, uh, you know your your self-defense tape kind of stuff where you're you're seeing guys throwing people in the chairs hitting them with stuff there's not you know you only learn how to throw a straight punch in aikido so that you know the other guy can grab it and throw you with it you know i mean some of the stuff is mechanically correct but the way they practice it the way they apply it isn't realistic enough for it to ever be practical the way it's taught. And if you evolve it out of that, it doesn't look like Aikido anymore. There's actually uh, an entire separate branch too that, that does tournaments. It's competition Aikido and it just looks like sloppy judo. Like mm. it's, it's, yeah. it's not. So Steven Seagal for all of his, you know, I taught Anderson Silva out a front kick. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> um, so you hate, so th- there seems to be a nice little uh, hatred from the actual mixed martial arts world potentially for the steven seagal mixed martial arts world which sounds much different than the world you guys are in look can we it, before i mean i'm cool with burying steven seagal I, I think it's a it's a good thing uh for to learn about that but i would like to learn about street beefs though you said you've been a fan since 2010 or something like that and you weren't able to get to the event that they had i'm just now learning about this this is has this been like a um an underground internet fighting base and how did you learn about it how often do they fight are they originally in east coast because you said they came out to the west coast where did it start at how did this whole thing come about because in my eyes as soon as i saw you i was like is there more of this and there is there's a lot more there's a lot in street beefs there's there's a 12 year rabbit hole of videos if you really want to dive oh yeah um it it started in 2008. I didn't find out about it until 2010. And the reason I found out about it in 2010 was thanks to YouTube's little algorithm. So I'm always looking for <laughs> videos about other martial arts, even if I don't train them, because you never know what you're going to find in the real world. It's always a good idea to avoid fighting in the street, in the, in the actual street, because mm-hmm. you don't know who what anybody knows. Um, can't Definitely. judge your book by its cover, any of that. And so I was Definitely. always looking up not just like street fights videos. Cause I, w- I would look those up too. Cause street fighting evolves every year. That was actually Ed Kemp uh, Parker's thing. The founder of American Kempo Ed Parker's thing was he was a prolific street fighter and he took the Kempo that he learned and adapted it to what was really going on in the fifties when he was street fighting and designed it to continually evolve with how street fighting is going in, in the real world. So it's always practical. Um, so I was looking up all that stuff and then some street beast fights started coming up in my, in my recommended videos. And I started watching them. Um, I remember, I think one of the first fights I saw was like striking Viking versus somebody. And that dude has a, a nuke <laughs> in his right hand. And uh, I watched that and I was like, man, I wish I could get over there to Virginia where this is so I could fight him. Cause he looks dangerous, but I think I could possibly beat him. I just got to avoid that right hand. Right. <clears throat> so I just, I watched off and on for years, just watching and watching and watching. And one day 
Scarface announced that he was coming to the West Coast to do an event in Cali. So I joined the Facebook group and everything to, to try to sign up for it. And then um, I, di- I didn't get to make it. Uh, and then I did another one too much later in Vegas. Didn't get to make that one either. But then the guy that hosted it in Vegas and fought in the first one in Cali, um, he, he offered him to run this a West Coast branch. Because not everybody can make it to Virginia, especially not people who just want to compete instead of just going there to settle beef. Because it, it's primarily to settle, you know, hood disputes without gun violence, which is something that, I'm, I'm very supportive of, you know, we got too much gun violence and while I'm a firm believer in the second amendment, I also feel like it's kind of stupid to pull out a gun and pop somebody over something really stupid. Like they owe you 20 bucks or they DM'd your girl, like, dude, put on some gloves, come to the yard, punch each other in the face and leave it there. That's street beefs. They're right in the middle of street beefs. All right. Good. AJ, go ahead. And you're cleaning everybody up for us. Hey, we appreciate the good work you're doing. I have to ask you about a sign in the background. Does that say zombies must be kept on a leash? What exactly does yes. that mean? And how do you how do you follow that? Uh, you know what? Like I said, just a goth kid. I sometimes come across cool stuff like that when they're doing the clearance sale after Halloween. So I just grab stuff when I when I see it. I'm a huge, huge George Romero fan. So I have like all yeah. the George Romero zombie movies and all the yeah. remakes of them too. So I, ha- I saw keep the zombies on the leash, man. And the, the sign next to it says uh, zombie hunting permit, something like that. Hey, were you going to go do the uh, Area 51 thing? Oh, nah, man. Nah. I knew that wasn't going to turn into anything, man. If I thought for a second it would have been serious, yeah, I would have been down to raid Area 51, man. <laughs> I want to let, yeah. let you know that Shinigami, in my eyes, probably a guy that would have done the Area 51 raid. I like the fact that you had a little common sense. Can we talk about all these trophies? He's going to go to a full screen. I'd like to voice the, the trophies there. There are a plenty. Is that all from just karate kicking the shit out of people? Is that what's going on there, Shinigami? Oh! Wow. Hey! Wow. Hey! People come around and play little games with Shinigami don't even know this guy's got medals and trophies on deck. That's from karate competitions? Karate, jiu-jitsu, uh, sport, yeah. MMA, which is like competitive MMA sparring. Shinigami, I'm going to get right to it here, okay? I actually have a belt too, but it's in the living room. I should have brought it in here. Damn. Uh, it's right. Hey, Rachel, you know, she's doing what she's got to do. The, um, shout, out. Whenever, shout out Rachel, by the way. The, are we still <laughs> shouting out Rachel, by the way, or no? Yo, yeah. Shout out Rachel, dude. Hey, shout, shout out, out Rachel. Shout out Rachel. Shout out Rachel and the excellent eggplant parmesan she made me for dinner last night. Yeah. Hey, let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay, so let's talk about Rachel's cooking abilities because the reason why the video is so sensational is because the way you look, nobody thought in the history of the world that you'd be able to bring a towering left up to somebody's head with the way, are you trying to break the stereotype that you can be a big body and still be able to play in this incredible cardio game, which is fighting, uh, conditioning game, which is fighting. And also everybody thinks you gotta be like super flexible. I'd assume you're super flexible, but your build I think is immediately what people watch and go like, oh, that's me. That's like a a guy that's- I mean, I I didn't come in trying to break any stereotypes, man. I just put on some weight during during the beginning of the lockdown last year man I actually I actually put on like 40 pounds something like that um after Rona hit and everything shut down for what was supposed to be two weeks and then two months and then three months and then four months and then you know stress eating and stuff because without martial arts dude I just go 
Dude, I, I get so like stressed out and like. Are you gonna stay uh, here? Are you gonna stay at the heavier weight? Because I mean, obviously it worked. You I mean, I've I've been losing weight. I've I've actually lost like forty pounds again. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I'm I'm always gonna be a heavyweight, but I'm not gonna be like heavyweight. I'm uh, trying to get down to two fifty again. That was uh, probably the best competition weight I was ever at. I was a beast, fast, strong, heavy. You know everything you need for for MMA to to really win in a in a cage fight, especially on the ground. So um, yeah, man, that whole thing was that was that was four or five months of uh, you know eating too many carbs again, man, um, and I, just coming in and uh, I thought that was yeah, always... man. I just did my thing. I'm, I am super flexible, and you know what? A lot of people don't uh, realize is yeah. Sometimes you see some overweight black belts in uh, the karate community and stuff. That every single one of us was once in good shape and learned all of our flexibility and all that and still probably practicing because I stretch every day. Um, there was a, an Instagram, like Crime World or something like that, that posted and the dude did a, a commentary on it and was like, Shinigami doesn't miss stretches or breakfast. And he's absolutely right. I don't miss stretches I stretch every day, every single day, once if not twice. I, it's, yeah, I got to be able to get them kicks up there, man. It's it's the best way to knock somebody out, and nobody sees it coming. I can't wait to see you at 250 again. Yeah. Let's get down. I can't wait to see it. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Shinigami, I noticed that you were in a hay ring for that last fight, but a lot of big smiles fights are in uh, cages. What type of ring is that going to be in? And also, does that change your training in any way? Um, it's going to be in the in the cage. It's going to be in the, uh, the OG yard that they have over there. They actually bought a dedicated piece of property a couple of years ago so that cage is a permanent fixture over there um the west coast branch kind of moves around locations so that you know people can because the west coast is huge california is huge it's, it's one of the largest states in the country mm -hmm. like land wise <laughs> so people live all over the place so they, they go back and forth between california arizona vegas um they're supposed to be going to norcal um so that changes you know what you're going to do how you're going to fight um the last one there was supposed to be a cage but there wasn't enough people to help set it up so it didn't get set up so some of the fighters were concerned that there was uh you know no barrier so they brought in hay bales but it wasn't like if you notice the first one it was two levels high which was fine that last one that i did the the single level was kind of a problem because i kept tripping over it <laughs> uh, if you notice the only time i really had any i ended up in any kind of trouble was tripping over the hay bales I mean, I should have been circling around more, but yeah, I mean, cause I was expecting cage work like the last, the, the Vegas fight, you know? So I, I kind of don't trip too much about having my back to the cage. Cause I know I'm not going to get taken down from there. My, my defense is too good. Um, so that's why I was kind of moving back more than laterally when I should have been moving more laterally. Plus when you, I was in there, it felt smaller than it actually was. So I, I was like, man, I'm going to get cut off no matter where I am. So yeah, the, it definitely changes how you're going to fight, how you're going to fight back, and what you have to worry about environment-wise. But um, I think, you know, most of the places coming up are going to have a cage, even on the West Coast. Um, you know, we're trying to get places that are set up for that, where it's going to be, we're going to have a permanent spot in Arizona, one in Vegas, one in Cal, SoCal, probably one in NorCal. And that'll be the, the rub where we're all, we're all going to have cages. Um, 
let me I know mean, if you guys need. Kinda... Hey, let me know if you guys need investors. I mean, this seems yeah. like something that it would be hilarious to think about. Last question. Uh, we can't thank you enough for your time. I know you were in the middle of training yesterday. I assume you got some stuff going on today as well. Uh, man, it's just my day off, dude. I'm just chilling. I got like one other interview today. And other than that, I'm probably going to be asleep the rest of the day. Man, I train super hard. And I'm exhausted. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Little press tour for Shinigami here. The um, so. Whenever you threw that first kick at old buddy in the fight that we saw, the one that we watched there or whatever, um, when you threw that first kick, it was low, it missed. I heard there was a little heckle that came from the back that was almost like, uh, not with the kicks. And then somebody else said, remember your training. Okay, so a couple quick things here. Did you hear... Did you think that they were going to potentially not like the fact that you were coming in with the kicks? They were thinking it was just going to be a throw. And then the remember your training line, who was that? It Was that for you or for him? Um, that was Kilo. That was uh, another Street Beast fighter. I didn't have a corner per se. Um, you can see my daughter behind me in the video. Um, I, I took her because Rachel was actually in the hospital that day. It's, that's why I shouted her out that first fight Shout specifically. Um, so... I took my daughter down there to take her mind off of it. Um, she was worried about her mom and um, figured I shouldn't leave her alone, but I had to go do this thing, man. I had to, I had, couldn't miss it. So I took her with me and then Kilo was, I didn't have a corner. So he, he volunteered to corner for me, but he doesn't, he's not a karate fighter. He doesn't know anything about karate. So his best advice was remember your training, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I did. And man, people were heckling me. I didn't even, even hear it though because i was too focused on the fight but watching the video afterwards I, everyone was heckling me get him ryu da -da 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 -dukin, all that stuff right and then as soon as as soon as i hit the dude with the shin to the face man like the first one was a, a low kick to see what he would do kind of close the range you know test the waters and as soon as he blocked with his hands i knew i could set up the head kick because i knew that I was, he was going to try to block with his hands again so i faked low kicked high and that's all she wrote right and the next thing you know all those hecklers are Ooh, yeah, yeah. For me. and then as soon when i fought storm rider later the same day all those same people that were heckling me before was like yeah shinigami get him <laughs> da, 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 da. how many fights in a it's day? been a wild ride man it's been a wild ride from hecklers to Fans. now here i am here man it's just insane well, now your idols are your rivals. Big Smile, OG, heavyweight champion. Shinigami will be fighting him next week in Virginia or California? Virginia. In Virginia. How can we watch it? Will it be pay-per-view? What is it? Uh, they live stream it on the Demon Boys Boxing Channel. Um, I don't know what time it's going to start per se. I'll send, you, I'll send you the info as soon as I find out, you know. Um, but, yeah, they, the, the main yard events, they always stream those on Demon Boys Boxing Channel on YouTube. All right. Hey, let's go. Come on. Hey, let's go. 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 You've been training three months, Shinnick. Oh. <laughs> right? That's what you do there? Yeah. Pretty much. Close enough. Ohio, by the way. I know a little Japanese as well. Ohio. Ohio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Shinigami. Thank you. <laughs> let's go. He's awesome. Shinigami, dude. What Easy is your win. problem? What is your problem? What? I don't have a problem. I just hope, I, like, I got worried for him. I hope he, they all pass their COVID test before the fight. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you not have the Demon Boys channel, AJ? Is I that the issue? I just subscribed to it. I can't wait to watch I did not expect him to say the Demon Boys. I did not expect that. That's, what, that's what got me. <laughs> that did give me a little bit. Uh, by the way, I can't wait to check out. I'm so pumped. I'm pumped. I'm in. I'm so happy I 
I found that on the internet. <laughs> I, I, you gotta just think about me experiencing that for the first time. Now we all kind of know me at this point. Think of me experiencing that for the first time and then being like, oh, wow, there's probably a treasure trove here and then <laughs> yeah. just going right in there. It is, <laughs> they're all shit talking him, by the way. And oh, oh, he blocked with his hand. Well, he's done. Bang. Oh. <laughs> hey, how old is he? Do we have any idea how old he is? I'm on it. We don't ask those questions to Shinigami. I, I almost did. I was very close. I was very close. I, for, but honestly, for real though, I didn't know he had a kid. I'm glad he didn't. It would suck to get knocked out in front of your, your daughter. And I saw his daughter was there over his shoulder, right? So she has to be pretty proud. Shinigami's not getting knocked out, AJ. Bro, 13 years karate, nine years jujitsu. He's a blue belt with four stripes. 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 Which means he's almost at the next one, right? Yeah. It's like uh And he lives in one of the biggest states in America. Uh, Land wise. Five thousand medals. Yeah. Bro, this dude awesome. And by the awesome. way, I felt badass. I thought like him being the big guy was a part of the thing. You know yeah. what I mean? He's like, nah, quarantine just got me like everybody else. I'm like, I relatable, relatable. Everything you just said, very, very relatable, sir. Go ahead. He's dropped down though. He's lost forty. He's down forty. He's, yeah. he's trying to get down two fifty. This one, I was a beast flying around. Big Smile though is in for it. I don't think Big Smile even knows. We watched some guy. Big Smile fights. We watched some Big Smile fights, and I did watch some more Shinigami fights. And he's been taken into the deep end a little bit, Shinigami, and yeah. he's handled himself pretty well. I mean, I, that's a big time fight next weekend on Demon Boys podcast. <laughs> big Smile <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Their channel, right? With their YouTube Twitch channel. stream or their YouTube channel? Demon Boys. Pretty sweet. I just looked at it. Yeah, you're fucking, their name's the goddamn Demon Boys. They're, they got 10,000 subscribers. Let's go. Let's go. How do, I get How do we get tickets? I want to go. I want to see Can't, this in person. dude. COVID. COVID protocol, dude. You think Shinigami's letting you around him with that fucking Ohio sniffer? You've been just inhaling COVID <laughs> yeah, all over right. the place? Just get in the ring. Good if you point. want to be there, Good get point. in the ring, AJ. I'll tell you what. You will watch a couple of those, and you'll be like, that person should not have gotten in there yeah. while you watch. You know what I mean? You'll do a lot of those. But I love that people are willing to go fight on camera. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is a nothing but respect to anybody that gets in there and is willing to fight in front of other people because you're obviously putting yourself out there to potentially get got, which can happen oh, to yeah. anybody at any time. What's that, Diggs? Um, during the Shinigami interview, um, there was some breaking news. Not as big as Shinigami, but breaking news. Um, I don't know if you wonder or not. Yeah. Texans court. This is from Dan Maziano. Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson met with new Texans head coach David Culley last Friday. Coach Dave. Yep. In that meeting, Watson reiterated that he wants to be traded and told Culley he has no intention of playing for the Texans again. No change from Watson's end. Was that a Zoom call or FaceTime? Did they say or did they say to meet in person? Uh, does not say. Because I love Deshaun Watson looked at the guy. Cool. You're probably a good guy. I ain't playing here. Nope. All right. Get you, me out. You yeah. don't know what you're getting into here, Coach Dave. <laughs> hey, Coach Dave, I, listen, they're already spreading rumors that Josh McCown is going to take your job in like two years. I mean, this place is a dumpster fire. I appreciate you. I would assume that, you know, you would have uh, been a great head coach to play for, but I ain't fucking doing it, pal. Uh, you, you need to go tell Jack Eastbury, maybe send up different prayers to a different God because mm -hmm. it ain't hitting me, pal. I am out of here. That's an interesting thing to hear Deshaun say to a guy who I think everybody enjoys. I, I don't. I think a lot of people came out and said they liked David Colley or whatever, and just being like, hey, I appreciate you, but come on, get me out of here. It, it sounds like it doesn't, like he probably told him, hey, this has nothing to do with you. It's not personal against you. I was I was long gone before you ever got hired here. That's probably what Deshaun told him. Hey, sir, you're awesome. All right, I, I like you a lot. Old, wouldn't have expected to be this old of a head coach, 
you know. But I guess Josh McCown, who's in the quarterback room last year, is going to be the head coach or whatever. But uh, I just want to let you know that you're going to hate this place too. Probably after uh, maybe a month or two, maybe a year. Once you see what you got into here, you're going to hate this too. We'll have a conversation then. Let's let's schedule a meeting one year from now, you and me. Let's see how they say. What if that's what Deshaun said? Well, that would be awesome if they, uh, Coach Dave walks out of there and just goes, I tried, man. He's... <laughs> He is not coming back here. I wonder if Cesario is probably next then, huh? Yeah, most likely. But do you think Coach Dave, would he be – like, did he get extra nervous after talking to Deshaun? If Deshaun did, like, make a few hints like that, he's like, hey, I know you just got here, but I'm just telling you, <laughs> give me a text in, like, three to six weeks. You'll know. Like, You'll get he, it. If I was the head coach, I'd be like, should I have taken this gig? Wait, what? Coach Dave going to Easterby. What the fuck did you guys do? Sorry, sorry. What in the Lord's name did you guys do here? What happened? That guy told me no chance he's playing here. So now Deshaun Watson demanded a trade pre-Cesario and David Colley. Now post-meeting David Colley, still feel the same exact way. Will Cesario be able to work a little Italian magic? Mm. Maybe get a deal done to keep Deshaun happy in Houston. These are things we're going to have to ask going forward. It doesn't seem like it. You know, Colley should get a Twitter and just, you know, maybe read through everything. Watson's tweets, Randall Cobb's tweets, and maybe he'd kind of learn, oh, shit, I walked into a burning building. Even go back maybe to the story of J.J. Watt uh, in the team fighting. Uh, yeah. Co- like, the, do, just look back to all that stuff. It, they got, hey, you got a tough job ahead of you there, Coach mm-hmm. Dave. Good luck. Um, A.J., Shinigami was a great way to wrap this thing up. Huh? Was some breaking news. I mean, what a day here. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for listening. I know there's a lot of other things you can listen to. The fact that you choose to allow us into your day is incredibly cool. All our guests, Dan, Rappaport, Shinigami, (laughs) AJ, and all the boys, thank you for your time. Thank you all for listening. We got a feel-good Friday tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend. Cheers. Mitt, please play some independent music and propel these people into a gorgeous Thursday night. Mitt, you've been doing a fantastic job, buddy. I appreciate the hell out of you. Let's keep it going.